Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell for episode 18, final des- as part of our Final Destination retrospective. This is part 5, Final Destination 5 from 2011, and we are here with me, Seb, and me, Robbie, and uh, we have come uh, full circle, just talking about this, it's literally come, so we've... Uh, We've made the flight. <laughs> yeah, we, we survived uh, the flight. We've made it uh, through that highway to hell. We've got to the end of the tracks. Yeah, like, <laughs> We've uh, yeah. ended up on a weird NASCAR race car. Fuck knows why we did that detour. <laughs> we survived it. And finally, we approached the bridge. <laughs> uh, to use up all of the random places the final destination has gone. Um, there were some train tracks in there too. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Under the tracks works for both both films. So. Both. It works all around. Well done. <laughs> um, this is yeah. So Final Destination Five, which you know, it only just popped into my head. This was ten years ago. It's mental. Final Destination yeah. Five was ten years ago. To me, that does that just sounds insane. Like I hadn't even. I hadn't even gone to university yet, and yet it doesn't feel like that long ago to me in my head. Yeah, it doesn't feel as if it was long for me. Um, I'm trying to feel what year I went to uni. But I, <laughs> I think, I think you I started before been, me. Yeah, started you started a year you. before me, I think. So you would have been in uni at that I point. might have just started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I just, this is my first year of uni, but and it, that it doesn't feel like that was 10 years ago. No. This, fe- yeah. this film, <laughs> weirdly, this film is, yeah, that's what I mean. It is weird. And it's also, what else is... Strange. I mean, it's weird that it's been 10 years and that this film was actually still fairly, this one out of all of them was actually still fairly fresh in my mind. Um, but also it's it's weird that it, in a way that 10 years, like they actually let this franchise rest for 10 years. Is quite, yeah. Most franchises don't really get that much of a rest. No, well, the fir- obviously the first uh, Final Destination uh, was 2000. Yeah. And so in 11, in 11 years, you had five films. Yeah, so they, that yeah, that's what we said. Weirdly, like that sounds like a lot, but if you think about it, actually, if you compare it to other franchises, they were not knocking them out as fast as you know. I mean, we had saws every two seconds. Like yeah, every we year, did, we, we had, had a different saw. You know, saw was we got more saws quicker than we were getting the Harry Potters. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? like, to be fair, they were just bashing them out. Um, if it, if it how was, we got held back again. Yeah, the paranormal activities. How quickly did they get through five yeah, years before we were true. like, "What the fuck happened there?" Yeah, they got through a lot of those, and it did. It doesn't. It doesn't feel as if it was ten years ago. No, um, and obviously we'll, we'll talk. We'll touch a little bit about this at the end. But Final Destination Six is apparently in the works. So. Yeah. So we're definitely uh, we're definitely going to come round to that at the end. We'll kind of talk about what we're kind of thinking or if there's any if we've got our own, our own thoughts about where we'd like to see the franchise go from here um, um and obviously if you joined us uh last week then you know that we covered final destination four which was supposed to be the, the final, final destination. destination which was i don't know if that was supposed to restart the franchise or if it was supposed to end the that, franchise or that was know. that was meant to be the end of the franchise yeah. so they decided to bring it to i i think so two and three, you know, they're done. They're done fair. They're done fairly well. Um, three would like kind of boost up a bit, but I don't think that they. I think they decided the producers have decided. Oh, we've kind of come to a logical conclusion. We can't keep knocking these out. People get very bored very quickly of the similar. As we said, the storyline. We've mentioned this that the storyline is not exactly revolutionary every, no. every time, but some of them try to do nice things that make it feel a little bit fresher again. 
the final destination did not do that. No, we. I mean, if you <laughs> if you want to hear us talk about it a lot more in depth, we will we will chat about it because it's it's worth recognizing the change and that you know Final Destination Five definitely writes the ship a lot. Oh, yeah. um, so I would go back and listen to you know um, episode seventeen to kind of get our full thoughts on final destination the final yeah. destination it's interesting because this one almost there are actually some parts where we, we mentioned last week where some parts of this it almost feels like they've remade parts of the final destination like some of the opening and the end and the style that they like the ideas they had that kind of give you the idea of this is the fran- this is the whole franchise so like overall this yeah. is the whole thing the same way that the final destination had the scenes where it was like um x-ray versions of at the, at the beginning and the end where it yeah. kind of gave you like a this is the this is like the franchise this is the franchise which was giving you a very much of the only time where it'd been like oh so you're kind of trying to say this is like a whole circle kind of thing yeah but the difference was, was with this one is they do that again in the opening credits with final destination five where we get a whole range of like 3d glass panes with like items inside of them that relate and it kind of feels very similar to that opening yeah and yes, we do get something like this towards the end as well, um, but it's just inter- it's just interesting because you can see the difference in quality. Whereas this one actually somewhat feels like a full circle yeah. as a film and kind of brings us back around with the franchise. The Final Destination, though it was meant to be the final part, felt completely disconnected from it was a fake the rest messy of them. Film, wasn't it? it didn't feel related at all. Um, in it, well, except for being the same story-ish storyline, but it just it didn't have that same connection, and it didn't feel like this is a good end of a franchise. No, it did. It felt very middling, and yeah, I mean, it was kind of towards, definitely towards the lower end of the scoring scale for me. Yeah, and it's the indri- interesting contradiction of it is it is the worst reviewed of the franchise. Yeah, and we agree it's the worst in the franchise. Yeah. And yet it's the most successful of all the franchise, which is kind <laughs> this of is weird, which it is weird. And how successful it is, is what kind of spurred the studio to be like, yeah, okay, actually in 3D, that film got us extra do- dollar. So yeah, let's make another one. And then the producers were like, we're actually happy for you to make another one because we saw the reaction to last one and we, we do want to do a final part kind of thing. So that kind of wraps it up. The producer came up with the idea and, as which this one is although we think it's a sequel it's actually prequel in some yeah. ways um so it's a sequel prequel kind of thing um and uh they were kind of wanted to right the wrongs of the final destination which is you know good and i'd say yeah they pull, yeah. They pull it off here they do. well give us a give us a rundown of uh, who's involved in this have one. a little chat about that um so the, it's directed by uh stephen quayle um, now, I remember this was actually quite a people were actually quite surprised by this choice because Stephen Quayle, although you may not know him, I do not know him. You definitely know the person who he has been the second unit director. So basically, he does all the additional shots for a man called James Cameron. Oh, okay. He is the second unit director on Titanic, the biggest film of all, like, well, except for Avatar and Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he did. Uh, he worked as the second unit director for uh, James Cameron. This was why it was a surprising choice because they said, oh, wow, you did those kind of films and you want to do this. He'd, he'd done a few films, not so well known as his like as himself, but mainly he had done that and he'd also done Avatar. Yeah. So this, so 
this was where a lot of people were like, mm, and then they were like, mm, well, they're saying it's in 3D, so at least we should know the 3D is going to be very good then because he knows what he's doing with 3D. Yeah, that's a very interesting choice to have somebody like that. I mean, obviously, like, James Cameron has dipped his toes in horror. Yeah, yeah, we've had. I mean, James Cameron directed Piranha. He did, well, yeah, Back in the day, he, he was, the, I he was the original that. Piranha. I always forget he did Piranha, but obviously he did uh, it Aliens, Aliens and yeah. uh, Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we both heavy. I would argue have heavy horror films. Yeah, you know. heavy gore, heavy. You know, definitely bloody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So it, it was a. It's an interesting choice, and it's a choice that uh, yeah, it definitely I think pulls off for the visuals of this film. Yeah, because visually, I think that this is the best looking of the films to me. Yeah, it does look. It just looks very clean and very uh, kind of. I've, I always, you know, um, if you listened to the. If you followed this kind of retrospective in particular, you, there's a big tonal shift between the first one and the second one to a lot yeah. to a lot more of a, a kind of brighter film, a lot more of it set during the day. Um, and I think this film does does just like you said, it just does look the best, kind of in terms of yeah. Cine, I mean, it, it visually everything. looks the best. And if we were to talk about the the 3D compared to the previous film's 3D, I mean, it's. Yeah, miles ahead of it. I remember seeing this one. I saw this one in 3D as well, and there was a difference. This one actually worked in 3D. I don't think I saw this in the cinema. I don't remember. Yeah, I think I'm sure we we might watch it together. But I don't think I watched this one in the cinema because I was so disappointed by the Final Destination. We, I think that's what turned. I think that's what tur turned people off quite a lot. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, this one wasn't. It was didn't do amazingly its opening, but it's one of the few of them that actually did a little bit better after that because. People then looked at the reviews and went, oh, because this was actually quite, this is the best reviewed of all of them. Yeah. So, which is interesting, because as we said, the first film I said was actually reviewed weaker than several others, but I think that's more because of age than if they looked back now, I have no belief that critics wouldn't say the first one is far better than yeah, several yeah. of the others. Um, but yeah, this one, one was, and I think it, it was purely because it was, I think a lot of it is down to the director that it was done in such a kind of, clear clean cut way it, it's not dark but it's not too gloomy yeah. but it has a kind of gloomy overtone it very much feels like he's went with a visual palette and you get that with this yeah film. definitely um which is one of the few where i felt like i kind of could feel that someone was in charge of that now the writer um uh, is also another interesting one because eric uh hessier um is an interesting story but eric hessier has actually directed a, a range uh, sorry, not directed. He's written a range of horror films, especially horror remakes. He did the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah. He did the Thing remake. Okay. Um, Light, Lights Out. Lights Out. And Bird Box, which was the Sandra Bullock Netflix one where she's yeah, never got the veil over. I haven't that. seen that one either. Um, but uh, he's also did Arrival, which I don't know if, if you've seen I'm, that one about the aliens going down with Amy Adams, but that was a really good film. And that, it's interesting. The Arrival one always interests me because I read I read the script for that film before I ever saw the okay. before it was out. Yeah, I read him. So not too long after I would have seen this, I I knew who he was because of his because I think of a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I remembered yeah. him being a, a horror writer, um, and I remember reading him in university. I read the script for Arrival in my screenwriting class. And I always remember thinking, that's an awesome script. Like, I wonder if this is going to get made. So when Arrival appeared with a different name, yeah, it was a different name. So I didn't recognize it at first until I realized the writer and was like, oh, shit, this is the... I saw this. Yeah. I was in the cinema when I was like, this why, do I know, why do I know what's 
how the fuck have I worked this film out so quickly? Because it's not that obvious. Like, it's not actually a predictable film. But they're like, I've read this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's yeah. Um, so it was interesting. But no, he's um, he, he's quite he's quite can be good and not always. Perfect. Yeah. Well, but I, think, I don't yeah. know. But then that depends on how much the directors change the script. Yeah, because we will get to the Nightmare on Elm Street remake one day. Yeah, we will go to that. Um, yeah. And, and it's kind of yeah. panned, but I mean, that's what I mean. I do it. think it does depend on how they change the script because I, I remember with that, for instance, we have talked before. I'm not going to go into it now, but we have talked before about how that film actually had a very different plot and they changed it. Yeah. The theoretical, the final cut that came out was very different to the original ideas it had for it. So I don't know. I don't know how good a writer is, but in this case, he comes up with something that kind of gives it a little bit of a boost back to interesting from yeah I think, from it, dead basically yeah, it was it was dead they were <laughs> they were trying but it was you know it was it had money yeah you know the it money was flowing out the pockets but the heart wasn't beating anymore. yeah for me i might i think my main worry why i didn't watch this when it first came out is i thought you know flogging a dead horse um, yeah but and, and now watching it and knowing that there's some people with some weight behind them, it kind of does make sense why the film is surprisingly it's a good film. You know? Yeah, and it is what it is the strongest since the first for me. Um, but give us a rundown of who else is in it. Um, so if we talk, uh, so last time we did say that we thought the budget was slightly lower, but it's actually exactly the same as the previous film. So it was forty million. 40 I thought million. It, for some reason I thought I'd read it was lower. And it made 157.9 million, which I think is about 25 million. Less yeah, than the, last the other one was about 180, yeah. 190. But, there? you know, it still boosted back up there and it still made more than most of them. Yeah. Obviously, 3D dollar added on. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was still a case of, um, I'm not surprised that it was lower because, as you said, like you love these, uh, you weren't exactly first yeah. in line to see it anymore. No. Because people had been kind of driven away by it. Um, which is, is sad because I definitely know that I feel like less people saw this one, weirdly. I know less people who would have recognized this one. It, it's weird. It's weird to turn around to someone and go, you should watch the fifth film in this franchise <laughs> yeah. because it's really good. Yeah, it's strange. It is a weird thing to say because most of the time, let's be honest, by that point, it's like, well, what is it? Like Hellraiser 5, director DVD, whatever, you know, yeah. that kind of like, yeah, you're dead. But you're still making them because it makes some money because... Well, you know, as yeah. horror fans will watch anything. Well, unfortunately, and, horror, <laughs> and it has you know this. Uh, it does. Uh, in general, sequels do get to tend to uh, get to tend to become a lot schlockier and a lot cheaper when yeah. they get you know the further on they get. So to say to somebody, oh yeah, you what you should do is if you're going to watch this film, you watch one and five, as yeah. opposed to saying you watch one and two, and then anything after three, share you know, say to somebody you definitely need to watch one and five. Don't yeah. need to worry too much about any of in between. It's a strange thing. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, because of the ways, for instance, if we would like, have a little look back here, Final Destination 2 ends, where it's the only one that actually weirdly had kind of has a hopeful ending, yeah. but they've survived. So technically, if you took... So technically, we say that in Final Destination 2, they managed to actually find a way to beat death. Yeah. Then in which case, if you watch number one, or you watch number five, number one, and number two, you've actually got a nice trilogy where yeah. it actually comes to a good, an actual end. If you see what yeah. I mean, it comes to an ending where someone's actually managed to beat death instead of a row of films where they think. So if you just forget about three and four, yeah, then it's actually not a bad trilogy, no, those sorry. three together. 
because actually it would actually come to an ending where in Final Destination 2 they've actually beaten death. Yeah. And for once, our heroes get to go off and they don't die at the yeah. end of the film. Well, like, yay! I mean, we'll talk about the ending when we get there for this film. Yeah. So, um, one thing I always love about this one is, and I, re I actually remember it because I really liked the franchise. I do remember looking into this at the time. And I remember the backlash because originally they announced the title of the film. Yeah. And I, I love it. It just reminded me when I was reading about it. So originally it was five, the number five, you know, yeah. when they like to add the number into the name. Yeah. It was five, null, N A L, destination. That was the original oh, announced title. And they, they, I think there might have been, even been a poster with that on. Fuck. And everyone turned around and went, anal destination. <laughs> <laughs> like they were literally like, it's just like some porn parody of Final yeah. Destination because it was literally, it was like five nil in a destination. And it's just like, and we were at that streak where I think we might have had a Fast and Furious film. It oh yeah. A too Fast, Too, too Furious. furious. That was a few years before, but we were getting a lot of them. I think we've even had what a Fantastic Four, the reboot shitty one where it had four, Fortastic. Yeah, a lot. You know of, I mean, a lot of films around that time. We had a lot of this, Did which is a, tre a, a trend, a trend that should die. Yeah, <laughs> because it never looks good on it the title. Doesn't. And this time, you almost released a film called Anal Destination. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and that was already would have lowered the anticipation for this film. It reminds me of like an email that you make when you're young. And then, like, you, after, like, a year, you're like, oh, fuck, that's a bad email. You know? Oh, yeah, you look back at it, like, party to girl or whatever or, like that. <laughs> yeah, or, like, you replace, like, uh, a letter in your name with, like, uh, like, if you're, like, if your name has like an an L or an I in it, you put like a an exclamation mark or something. <laughs> yeah. like that, you know? It's just like yeah. just that really yeah, really shitty trend when yeah. you first time you got an email account and you were really? like, oh, I can't have my name, so I'll add an exclamation mark to it. Or I, I can't have my name mark. like a regular person. <laughs> so I have, to, I have to have like a really emo one. <laughs> right, let's um so we got the uh with the cast. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've got uh, you were very interested in this one a second ago because it's uh, Nicholas Diagosto, which I don't know if I said that correct. Which I uh, which... Sam Lawton, who you were just pointing out the link. <laughs> yeah, that. So I and obviously I didn't know this, and I'm a I'm a massive um, Office US fan, and I did I did not clock this. I literally just found out as we were setting everything up to record. But Nicholas uh, Diagosto is. Jan's assistant hunter. Yeah. <laughs> and his band, The Hunted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still sing that one night all the time. Um, but I didn't put that, I didn't put that together. Um, so yeah. it's good to see him in something. No, I mean, this one also, like some of the, some of the people in this are actually fairly, I don't know, a better array of people that are slightly more recognizable. I'm not saying you know them that well, but then your standard cast for some of the other ones, some of the other ones, let's be honest. You look at the cast members and you don't have a clue who the majority of any of them are, I think. Like, but there's one or two people in here I was looking at, like, oh, they're actually so Emma Bell as um so it was Sam Lawton for Nicholas D'Augusto, and then Emma Bell as Molly Harper, who is his on off other oh, half lover. Um and Emma Bell is actually quite she was quite well that she'd done a horror film frozen which um was quite good and she was also in the walking dead in the first series okay. so she's like i think she was possibly one of the first main characters to get off in this Bruno. first series yeah. but back when like it was done by frank darabont and there was a certain like style to it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then we have miles fisher 
as Peter Friendkin, who is the the best friend uh, almost of Sam Lawton slash wannabe murderer. And <laughs> how you called him, um, imitation Tom Cruise. He is. Uh, there bit. was a thing running around recently where like um, with uh, where there was a deep fake thing with Tom yeah. Cruise, and it was revealed that he was the one doing that. No way. Yeah, so he was doing all these deep fakes where people weren't sure whether they were real or fake. So because his face already kind of looks a bit like Tom Cruise, the deep fake worked even better than it usually so. would. So they were like, no, that looks real. That doesn't like some, you can normally take, tell with a bit of the dead eyes or something like that. But yeah. at this time, because his eyes actually look kind of like Tom Cruise, it worked. So it was his actual eyes underneath. So it worked. That's People amazing. were like, and he was saying really random, crazy shit and <laughs> about the pandemic. And because Tom Cruise had got off about like Mission Impossible 2, like, He'd had like a big rant about like tr- to his crew, like you can't fucking shut us down and shit like that. So he kind of built on that kind of <laughs> madness. Um, yeah. And also, I mentioned this to you before, Miles Fisher, who is some people known as a, like a singer. Um, there's a music video for Final Destination 5, which is really weird, but really quite interesting. It's like proper poppy and it is... Um, it's inspired by Saved by the Bell and it plays out like stories from Saved by the Bell in the music video with deaths, basically, where people keep getting like into a storyline part and then keep getting. So you've got like one of them gets their hair caught on a locker and it falls down and they just go splat all over the floor. That does sound quite cool. Uh, David, uh, David Kochner, who is in this, who, again, you will know from The Office, from Anchorman, from... Fuck it, he's a million comedies. He's in a lot. He's, he's, a, a, he's a pretty, he's a comedy legend. Uh, that one. Yeah, he's great. If you could have like a character actor who's specifically known for comedy, then he's one of them. He's, you yeah. Always think of like yes. Yeah. Um, what? Who is he in the office? He's a. Uh, um, I'm blanking on his oh, name, but it's really Todd, annoying. Todd me. Packer. Todd Packer. The yeah, Packer. The pa- know, he, yeah, he's the Packer. great. I love Todd Packer. Um, yeah, so David, yeah, and like in that music video, he gets his head like chopped off by like one of the the record player explodes and it like cuts his head off in the video and we'll it's pretty cool. Out. It's got a cool little uh, couple of minute. If you liked the film and you like the cast, they're all in this music video together, so it's quite nice um, to have that. Which is weird to have a Final Destination music video, oh, yeah. but there you go. Um, then we start to get some other ones. Now there's PJ Byrne who plays Isaac Palmer, um, who is the part in the the masseuse, you know, a bit yeah. of the slimy character. Yeah. You know, we always get yeah. a slightly slimy There's one. Always he's one. The, you know, he's not he's not as bad as a Frankie Cheeks. Mr. You Mr. Know, he's not a Cheeks. molester like no, him. No, he's not. But he's certainly got those tendencies that you can imagine that he's probably done something about. Yeah, he's a bit um, But he would pro- he's fairly he's fairly known. He does pop him quite a few things. He was yeah. in the Wolf of Wall Street. He was, uh, was in he? like horrible bosses and things like that. He's yeah. popped up in quite a few. Was he in dinner for schmucks? I think he was in yeah. Dinner for Schmucks as well. Uh, and then we also have, we've got Courtney B. Vance um, as Agent Jim Block, which is a nice thing they bring back into this one, is that the FBI, the police, are actually involved yeah. this time. Which is something that, you know, I thought the... And he's, he's Courtney B. Vance is actually, I was I was surprised when I saw him because in recent years he's actually come uh, back up quite a bit because he's, he, I think he had an Oscar nomination. Oh, he was, oh, he was in The People versus OJ Simpson. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so he, he played uh, Johnny Cochran in that. Uh, that kind of boosted him back up again. And he's been in loads, Hunt for Red October, you know, uh, just a title of film. So he's actually quite like a, well, no. so there are some actors in this who are like, you wouldn't expect to get in a in horror. A horror. And in, in, the in, fifth. in a fifth of a horror. Yeah. By that point, you're normally looking at, you know, who's on the latest teen drama that's like who's yeah. probably showing up in the cast you know it's uh you know 
it's like basically like final uh, like the Friday the Thirteenth remake, the teenage cast, and that pretty much picked them out of different teen dramas. Basically, that's yeah. that's what you're expecting by a remake or by a fifth part in a film. But yeah. um, it's actually quite a solid cast, and I think it's it's for me. I think it's the most solid cast since the first one. Um, yeah, because you were saying a little bit earlier that kind of each film kind of has one actor or one kind of person and obviously you know the first film's got um devin sawyer um i can't remember ali Lata, ali Lata, um, kurt smith kurt smith uh, the carter and um <laughs> sean william scott yeah and then you've got in this i don't think there's anyone in the second one who springs to mind third one obviously mary elizabeth winstead who later went on to be in the thing the figure remakes a little link there <laughs> um fourth one you had bubba was in it yeah but other than that i you know I'm... not not massively whereas this is quite a packed film isn't it yeah it, it's it's a fairly compared to them so you can i mean again so it, this kind of calls the fact that i think we've got a, a stronger director in place yeah and that they were thinking more carefully about right a stronger writer let's try and make and and again this one comes back a lot to the the story, but it comes back to character moments, and you can see that they've obviously thought carefully about right. Let's not get let's not get some random teen just to be a stereotype and talk like shit and not be able to you know act because you know it can all it'll all fall apart the second if they've hired some teen drama kid who can't actually act that well to then go and be a part of um, you know a a more dramatic scene or something like that. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's okay. let's jump in, in into the film. So um, well, the opening is kind of like you said; it's almost a redo of the Final Destinations opening. So it opens yeah. up with um, these kind of three D um, re- reconstructions of you know the deaths that have happened in the previous in yeah. the other films. Kind of yeah, but again linking it. It's in. all more related to like the items that kind of cause yeah. you see it's like glass and then. And and you the nice thing is again and this is with the film is the practical the practical elements where in the last one we felt very much that it had definitely gone way too CGI yeah uh, this one comes back a lot to the practical elements and you can see that it doesn't look that fake because a lot of it was practical with added CGI instead of yeah full on CGI animated but this one is where you can tell that they've actually got a camera put it in front of a glass screen and then they're thrown things at it to make it. And that's yeah. why it actually works in the 3d. So you have like, say um, you have like glass crashing down, you have a skull rolling. I think you have, um, you have, yeah, you've got like things like hammers and things like that, but you've also got lots of like, there's like a ladder that comes yeah. down and crashes through uh, from our final destination too. You've got nail gun that yeah, the nail shoots gun. through and lots of little nice little touches like that. That kind of throws hint back the same yeah. way that, the final destination gave us kind of x-ray versions of those deaths at the beginning of the film but uh, the i mean the main thing for me is that not only does it practically look better but the soundtrack seem just seems to feel more relevant for me yeah so it's it hits right in doesn't it yeah the the soundtrack in this one it's more of like an orchestral score it kind of does give a bit of a bit a bit of it just sets the mood the the you know final the final destination opened up with this kind of like metal Track, yeah and it i mean it, it i get it could possibly be argued that it set the tone for that film but i don't know just having this orchestral music yeah. set a lot more of a, a serious tone and no. kind of foreboding of it yeah i mean no, they definitely they definitely look back to the first one because the first one had that score throughout that kind of helped with that suspense of the film 
it had that kind of it's got the same score, but they've kind of they have kind of boosted it up at the start of Fire this this like Final Destination Five a little bit, you know. But it's got a nice like it's clear and it's there, and it does play out quietly throughout the whole film, like the first one did. Whereas the Final Destination, I've seen, don't remember hearing the score that often, and I don't remember. No, it I just felt fairly quiet. I just like remember the rock music at the start. Music the tracks. Music. Yeah, and then there was just, yeah, why can't we be friends? Yeah. Um, those kind of little, those punny bits are kind of gone out of this one. Yeah, so for the, the most puns part. puns that are kind of built into the, from the second one onwards, little puns. There's not as many. This isn't quite as, like, humorous yeah. elements of it. It doesn't try to play up. It does play a little bit more seriously in this film, but that definitely works. <laughs> yeah. Um. So... Let's go into our Mr. Sam Lawton, our main character. Um, so we talked, one thing that really annoyed us, if we're looking back, was when they really rushed past and the last one did it so badly, when they just yeah. rushed into it. We didn't get any character development. Well, it was, like I said, it was about seven seven minutes when the when the uh, derby, or the whatever you call it, NASCAR crash had happened. Yeah, we were literally into the deaths and the premonition, yeah. basically within that seven minutes. This one, the, the I think I, I checked that it was about, I believe it's around 12 or 13 minutes in yeah. by the time, by the time the bridge starts happening, basically. Yeah. Which is good. And the, the first thing we get is character development. We get about a good solid five or so minutes of, before they even get on the bus where they're going, yeah. of finding out what's happening. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that it's a perfect, like... No, it's not. But, for, the, for, but the, for a film for like franchise, this, yeah. it, it's quite good. And it does go a long way to making you kind of get the characters and particularly kind yeah. of understand what's going on with them. Because we do, we, we see that it's like a, uh, it's a company picnic or something like that. Yeah, like a retreat they're going off on. Yeah. Um, and straight away we get things such as we get Molly and Sam, we get to know their relationship straight away, but we have to get a bit more of the undertone of it, like the feeling of it, because, you know, Molly comes in and they're kind of, uh, you can tell that there's, there's a problem here. There's a problem. We don't quite know why it is, which again, they kind of leave you a little bit of why are they breaking up? They, yeah. they seem to still like each other and Sam can, seems completely blindsided by she's saying that they need to have a break because they're getting yeah. out. And we've got him also talking to his friend. Um, I'm gonna, I was about to call him Miles. What is it? Peter. Peter. Peter is his friend. And, um, and they're having like a little kind of conversation and uh, David Kochner's character is basically like... He comes in, uh, they're basically talking about him not being there yet, and where is he? We're meant to be going in a minute, and uh, he's Dennis. And he's, you can tell that they think he's a bit of an asshole. But... Yeah, play, but David Kirchner plays that role perfectly. You yeah, know, he, he plays the role of that uh, asshole. He, he just walks straight in, and you know what you know what it's like in the Todd Packer. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, but we also get little things like, Another thing is like we kind of get little ideas of what some of them, what Sam wants to be. He wants to be. He's done out this giant spread of food for it's them. A, it's a nice look. It's you know, it looks good before they're about to go off on a retreat. And you look. I always remember looking at it, go like when they got to the bus, I'm like, who, who cleans up the table now? You're just driving <laughs> off like the table's just there, like a week later. They come yeah, back. just come out on bowl. There's raccoons on the table, just like right fucking food. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, we get, like, even if it's short snippets, we get Candice, who is Peter's girlf yeah. girlfriend. And we get, we even get little, so... We get Isaac we, on his phone. And he's yeah, and he's, like, to he's talking, he's talking to some gal, and he, he's talking, I think he's talking about the big gal, and oh, he's, he's like the, 
the hefty one or something like that. Like he, he talks about them like they're meals, basically. Yeah, he, does. he describes them in like um and uh, yeah, oh Candace, we get the the wrist. Oh uh, yeah, we find out that where she's playing with the bus. Like, yeah. You see her walking out of it and explains it when they're on the bus why she she's kind of doing that. Um and we get um I'm, I'm blanking on her name. The the uh, the, the, one with the glass Olivia Olivia that's Olivia. Right. So she comes out of like the rocker van, and you can tell she you know she's just kind of having a bit of fun and things yeah. like that. Um, she's not that you know she's pretty easy going and things like that. She gets out of the van, and you know the guy who's in the van seems a bit infatuated with her. Yeah. She has that kind of effect on people. Um, but that there they might be just little moments. But the nice thing is that one that we come back to the idea of not completely unknown people from each other. Yeah. This is a team. This is people that know each other. They all kind of work together all the, like a lot. They know each other. Yeah. And we don't. We haven't got that in. When was the last time? In we, the third, third one, one I guess we had the high school. So we had but, that. Uh, yeah. We did say that that kind of. I think we did mention that that kind of helped towards us knowing that at least the characters do have awareness of each other. Yeah. Whereas in some of the others, when they're all scattered. Like the first one obviously had it as well, which was what made it kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but when they were all scattered from each other, it kind of made it that they had to really quickly kind of quickly pull get it together. together. Yeah. And, and, us, when, and sometimes they got too easy with each other way too quickly, and you were just a bit like, "Would you act like this with each other that quick?" Yeah. Like, whereas when you have, you know, the the idea that these these are already established relationships, you know, so yeah. And it, and you get the exposition things. So you know, Peter says to to Sam, "Oh, you know." Like, uh, as your best friend, you know you're you're great and I love you. But as as your boss, I've got to tell you, you know, get your sales records up. You know, so yeah, you, it's just small stuff that's this like exposition, and it's you know, but it does help to build the characters a little bit. And yeah. just that that extra five minutes before they get into the accident helps. And I mean, I think as they get onto the the coach and they start going. The first foreboding sign for me is when they go past the, uh, they go past like a sign with the bridge on it. Yeah. And there's a bit of tape on it. And then the tape comes off. Yeah. And the bridge is broken. That's and, cool. And that just made me think that, like, when I was watching, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, I missed that in yeah. the previous one. The previous, yeah. I missed that. These little hints that things are, aren't quite what they see. Yeah, the that proper like there was because there is wasn't any build up in the last one. You didn't get any of those that many moments. It was all very quick. By the time he was looking at these, it was basically already happening. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, oh, we we left out Nathan, who oh, actually plays a fairly because he's he, in it. Does, he is yeah. it most of the, he's actually he's actually actually the last character we see on the screen in this. Yeah. Film. So. Um, uh, and we get the yeah we've got the Roy situation yeah Nathan and Roy so he's a, he's been newly promoted to the floor manager in a construction site he's a lot younger than all of the workmen and so we get the idea that Roy and several of the others just hate him they just don't yeah. listen to him they treat him like shit and he's well, Roy got passed over it. for the promotion you know? yeah but Roy's the union leader so they can't get rid of him and that kind of stuff yeah you know? and he's he just basically treats Nathan like a bit of a dick <laughs> yeah um. So yeah, and then yeah, the nice once they're all on with yeah with Dennis uh, forgetting Sam's name, he calls him Stan instead of Sam. Yeah. So he just you just tell he doesn't give a shit about his his workers. Um, and so we get 
to the to the bridge. Let's just burn straight to the bridge. Because although we get lots of things like we do get her kind of saying that it's a superstition thing. Yeah, with her bands. Yeah, and there are a few um it's it's funny in this one because I, I noticed something I hadn't really I said in this one, in everyone's we always had although we have the opening premonition, we also normally had little like moments where they kind of spotted things about themselves. Yeah. Uh like or the 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 main character spotted like so as we said the last one had the horrible animated premonition things where it was like yeah. signs that something's going to happen um obviously if we jump back to the first one it had todd's name and fan and with the paper getting shredded up and it had the window with the bus and those little yeah. things we had those never ones, and it's not really as uh, actually in this one as much it's not played up in this no. one but they get this it kind of it kind of travels but they're actually kind of a little bit clueless in this one actually interestingly yeah. though it keeps flowing along it's not played up those little things they've kind of got rid of that signs part of thing yeah. which is a nice way to break it up a little bit but the reason i bring it up now is because candace thing is like a her own little superstition yeah and um i noticed that you actually there are a couple of ones you do get in this film but they only happen in like very quick moments and they okay. actually happen to each of the characters so I will come back to that when we get to Candace's death. But um, it, it's nice that that is one thing that has changed that I really noticed was that, right, there's not actually really any little, there's no signs given to Sam. Once he's had the, the premonition, premonition he doesn't get really any signs about until they start to kind of think about a plan a little bit. Yeah. But all of that exposition about, it's a nice thing that all of that, like that, that changes it from the other one is all of that stuff about the little premonitions and the little signs in the, um and the oh how did the plan and where were we sat and all those kind of yeah. things a lot of that is not really talked about in this one because i think because they get that the audience we get it you know yeah, what i mean we, know. we don't need a we don't need like five minutes before someone died we don't need a little hint of why they're going to die or how they're going to die it's more interesting to just let it play out and not be like yeah let's go like oh yeah. my god i've just seen you know what i mean uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've just seen some random dog in a window let's go and find the nearest dog yeah <laughs> kill it <laughs> like that horrible like yeah yeah i i kind of get why they've kind of streamlined that out of there um so yeah that's why we get the whole little some little hints about the superstitions and the way that people are acting and how they act with each other. Um, so yeah, and we get that on the bus as well. We get like little videos that pop up when he's driving, when they're on the bus. I think there's like a video that keeps getting interrupted and on the radio, there's like little, yeah. little... there's the bucket that falls from it and hits onto the side. Oh yeah. As they yeah. like coming onto the bridge. Um, yeah. There's, there's lots of little things to make Sam feel uneasy. And it looks like it looks pretty dangerous anyway. There's it like does. construction workers on either side as they're trying to like squeeze through, and like parts of the bridge are not even fully like covered anymore. They've removed like sections of yeah. the bridge, but they can still go over it with like these metal. Like, they put like metal like metal like sheets, sheets over the yeah. top. Well, I'm sure it's stronger than a metal sheet. <laughs> yeah, but um, it basically is a metal sheet. But yeah, but so our setup this time for our lovely death se opening death sequence is the bridge. Yeah, um, which I think is. Totally, it's a, it it's a good one. Well, like I said in the last episode, I went on a suspension bridge recently, and since watching this film, it is. It's. I mean, it's a. It's something that is a bit naturally scary, anyway, because suspension bridges, they're they're relatively high up. Yeah, you don't. Ha you know, you you have to put complete faith in the bridge. It's not as if you know, if you're driving on a road, you're. Obviously, you have to be careful of other drivers, but a bridge just hangs over, you know. Yeah, and it has it's, that kind of 
It does. It does. I mean, a bridge is one of those things that, is like, yeah, <laughs> or suspension bridges, or just like any 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 bridge in general. It's one of those things where you just have a distrust of something that is holding you. <laughs> you know, yeah. hundreds of thousands of depending on where you are, what bridge. Yeah. Um, in the air, and you're just thinking that's it, and then you just look at it and go, right. So you've got those bits on that side, those bits on that side. So if they fail on me, then this bridge is coming down. Even worse, obviously, if you're on a small bridge. If yeah. you're on a little walk-along bridge, you're just like, ah, oh, this is just not, you just feel horrible anyway. So it's nice to be back to playing into fear, into our fears, which, well, all but, all but the last one did. Yeah. I'm I'm not scared of going to a NASCAR race. No, I've, I've got, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, no offense to that, but I've got, like, I haven't really got any interest in going to a no. NASCAR race. Um, but yeah, so it's nice to be back in that kind of zone. And as they're driving over, we already get, so we get the, um, a nice hint of something that's going to pop up, which is the tar. You're rolling in the yeah. thing. Um, we get a boat that we see traveling underneath. Yeah. Um, and whatever things do we get? I think the, just the winds. The high winds yeah. are already there, like blowing along. Um, so uh, if we just get to the, uh, they start to have uh, as they're going. You start to see um, we just go straight into the premonition that they're starting yeah. for it to crack, and you start to see slight cracks. You see heavy winds start yeah. to hit, and you can tell how fast they are because the boat seems to be starting to move really fast towards yeah. the bottom. Um, and we kind of get the waving of the wires start to go at the side and the construction workers. And then you kind of see that they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> they know yeah. first, it seems, which I guess, yeah, in reality, they would be the ones to know. They're like, fuck, get out of here. Yeah. Um, we get off the bus. And what's really nice about this is that we get we get more of a, like, uh, we get a little action sequence. The premonition's read it quite relatively drawn out, isn't it? Which yeah. is good for me, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's nice that I know like we said with the first one, but the one we really liked was the second one where it yeah. was a little bit more drawn out. The, the car chases, we got more of individual deaths, whereas in number three, the first one was different, I think, because we, you kind of get why it was fast. But yeah. the third one, I remember we said we were disappointed that like some of the deaths are just so light so uh, and gone. Yeah. Um, not mentioning the fourth one again. <laughs> Going on to the fifth one, we get the separate. It's closest to the second one for me, where like Definitely. The, you know, for the opening of like we actually get to see individual deaths. Not saying all of them are perfect. There's one. There's one. There's one that I had a little bit of a. Eh, I feel like that one could. Have, I don't like that one. Yeah, there's some that happened quite quick as well. But yeah, there are. So we get like part, I think we get like one of the why. Um, this is the the only part I'm trying to remember is the exact order. I don't know why, but I even though I watched all... it twice, it kind of. It, this is the one I, I remember the kind of death. I don't remember exactly. Who I don't remember the. To. Unfortunately, I don't remember the exact order as well. But I, I know it starts off because they get out. Isaac's in the back of the, um, in the back of the bus making a phone call, and then when he comes out, the bus falls into the water. Yeah, um, and that's his death. Um, I think the first. Well, in fact, if we know the order of the people that die in the film, then I can guess what the order is in some part. I believe the first one might be that Candice. Is it not that one of the wires snaps and flings across and that takes out Candice? Yeah. I think one of the bridge wires. I can't remember whether she's that or whether she's the boat. <laughs> she's she's not the boat. Olivia's, Olivia's the, boat. the boat. She's the bridge she's the bridge wire. But yeah, I, the, I can't remember who's the wire start thing. She she gets like smashed out, and then obviously the it starts to crack in the huge hole in the middle of the thing, and we get this huge sequence, which again, it doesn't look fake. 
No, it looks. It totally decent. looks pretty decent. It looks. I'm not saying that all parts work perfectly, but I know that they filmed it on a proper light, so they had a bridge set. They had like an actual set, and it was yeah. the surrounding, which is, I guess, at times you can possibly see like a little bit of all the blue sky and the bridge, maybe a little bit, but it it looks good for what it is. Yeah. Um. So the kinds of death. Let's just talk the kinds of death we get. So we get the someone gets wiped out by one of the suspension wires. We get um, we get a nice bit because Olivia, who has glasses. She she can't get across. So we've she, got Molly. Man, Molly manages. So Sam helps Molly across the bridge. Yeah. Um, and Olivia's glasses get broken and she can't see. And, <laughs> like Velma. <laughs> yeah. And then basically she has to fit and like make her way across. And she's yeah. slowly crawling over. And you've got this guy like, oh shit, how's she go? Like you know she's going, but you you're like, how's she going? Yeah. And she's falling. Um, yeah. Th- this is the one I wasn't that keen on. So I liked the way it was set up. I liked the way that she's having to crawl across. Like that was really good. Um, the only thing that this is the only moment in the film that felt overly like this is for 3D, isn't it? Where she 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 falls. She she kind of gets. She almost makes it and then kind of gets like a gust and then she kind of just like yeah. lops off to the side and she falls. And that boat that we mentioned before. This is the boat, Candice. Is the boat Candice? That's yeah, what I was thinking. Is it Candice? Because I think that she falls into the water, then the car comes onto Olivia, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, it is. So yeah, it is Candice. Okay, so I thought Candice was the one I did. Like. I don't know why we're why we're like so lost. I yeah, I, I don't. It's the I, end of I've the week. Yeah, I, it is. It's it, the we're end a bit... of the week, and we're both quite tired. We are going to watch more combat have some pizza. Yeah, <laughs> but we're the, both um... quite tired. So thank you for sticking with. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's get on with it. Anyway, yeah. Candice basically gets. Candace basically gets knocked off, she falls, and she gets basically impale, impaled onto the top of a boat. Which is it just so happens to come off. I thought I mean I'm in two minds. It's not that it wasn't cool, I just felt like it was an overly like, okay, that's been done for 3D. And yeah. it just I don't know. Maybe it just felt too coincidental in my mind that, that one boat, there wasn't any other boat, that <laughs> yeah. one boat just so happens to perfectly alive. Well, that's death's plan. I should have seen it. Yeah, that's death's plan. She she gets impaled on the top of a boat. I think one of the different things for this is, uh, because obviously this was shot in 3D as well. Yeah. But it does look better than the previous one. And it's it doesn't seem, for me, it didn't seem to be, you know, that, like... It's the 3D didn't seem to be popping into my face kind of 3D. No, it's not. That's that's the difference. They're not trying for this. So, so I think there's a bit of blood there which kind of bursts out. And again, yeah. that's why I'm saying it's only one of the times when I properly noticed this like animated kind of 3D. Yeah. Apart from that, we don't really get any of that. No. Apart from that, that Candace death, you don't really we don't really get a lot of oh, it's bursting in your face, yeah. animated, cartoon looking 3D stuff. Like that's what's nice. They're not trying for that. They're just trying more for like the depth yeah. that the camera can bring to it, and that's why the fact that's you can why it looks better. Yeah, um, David Kirsch's death is the worst. Oh yeah, he is. So he might, he like does like a proper lunge across like the bridge and kind of great gap. He kind of only partially makes yeah. it. Yeah, and then the tar the tar yeah. <laughs> The tar kind of overboils and just oh, bursts no. all over him, and that one's it's one that of the most awesome. brutal. And it looks, yeah, it looks properly real. The way it kind of his skin starts to peel away, yeah, and it kind of is screaming. He gets, he gets the horriblest death, and then he just falls in. Oh, and he's, so oh yeah. So yeah, we got yeah Olivia trying to make it cross, and she falls in, and then the car comes down on top of her. That's the death. That was the death I was like. It just felt a bit weak. Yeah, in the, in the premonition. Yeah, it felt like there could have been like because they built hers up so much with that suspension thing. I think I was expecting something really. It would have even been better to be honest if a car had come but from like rolled down behind her and like yeah. crushed her on top of that or something like that. You see what I mean? But 
because we don't really get to see anything, it just kind of seemed like a boat of car. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to even tell if did it, did it get her? Did it not? Yeah. You know, is she, <laughs> she in there somewhere? somewhere. She, the twist is that Olivia's still alive. Yeah. Here. But um, and then you get uh, Peter and Sam. Peter, I can't remember how Peter is in the movie. Peter has the because do you remember the? Um, I'm I'm sure Peter falls I, off and then splats on the side. Isn't that? Isn't that? Oh, that's Peter. Yeah. Oh no. So um, I'm thinking Nathan. Nathan's the one that gets hit with the wire because he's running along yeah. really fast and you just suddenly go. Takes you get splattered. Yeah. Peter's is uh, Peter's is kind of in a cup. Peter gets. Uh, he doesn't. He, he gets cut that's, up first. That's Sam. Is that Sam who gets? I'm cut? sure that's Sam. Because I, the, I think the, the the thing that I'm sure. Oh no, he Sam. gets. Um, it's the. So what we get is the oh, yeah. uh, the metal the metal um, the metal spikes metal spikes. So they're both trying to make it across. Molly's trying to help them. They're like the only two left, and they've they've made it across onto there. And then the truck behind starts rolling backwards. The metal spikes come through, and we get a, this is like yes, some people might be that's that's quite overly three D, but it works because it doesn't seem like they're really trying to force it. The spikes fall down behind Peter and yeah. just impale him all over his body, and you get this quite kind of the only thing I don't like is his eye goes weird. Yeah, it does go a bit weird. <laughs> it goes like completely to the side. Yeah, uh, but it's not. But like you said, then he falls, and then you get this giant. Smack the, and blood splat. Yeah, with the bucket. he gets a pretty awesome death. Yeah, um, his is nicely played out right until that final smack on the ground and the amount of blood that just like flies all over. Out, yeah. And then Sam, and then behind Sam it, the, the sheet, sheet metal That's comes it. down. Yeah, and then Sam gets cut in kind of half. That's one bit where the CGI looked a little bit fake. Yeah. Sam kind of suddenly looks really like properly like a full CGI yeah. version. And then he kind of falls. But that cuts away quick. How did we fuck up that premonition? So I don't know. We <laughs> that was a proper fuck up there. We, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, just yeah. completely lost track. I did say for some reason I don't know why I couldn't keep track of it. Maybe it's because they're running around and moving quickly. But maybe. I kept losing track of this one. Um, yeah. But this is where we get we should off, have done uh, better. We should, <laughs> should try better. But this. Um, this is where we f- we get the first interesting plot twist in the uh, in the in the film is that we actually get a survivor from the premonition. I know in the second one they yeah. you, know, you kind of it's, did in but... the moment it's easy to forget, but like it, it obviously it comes up again later. But it, it, I think it's easy to forget when you get into the film that Molly didn't Molly didn't die. die. So Molly didn't die. We have a clear, straightforward survivor of our film. Um, then obviously it plays out. We get. The nice thing is this is one of the few ones where it's not a fight that causes half of them to get out of there. Yeah. It's actually like Sam's like, get off. He gets Molly off. He kind of mentions to people, but when he gets off, he's a little bit like, Molly, fuck it, let's go. Fuck yeah, you. Nobody else <laughs> like, come on, lads. He, he doesn't waste time to be like, I'm going to try and talk the rest of you into it. He's yeah. kind of just like, we're going to get off there. Get off. The rest of them are just kind of like, okay. And then Dennis, Dennis is to Peter, like because Peter's kind of like the, next in charge i'm guessing yeah. the assistant manager or something like that. he's like that is a liability go and get them so that's yeah. what causes them to get off several of them get off and then um, dennis goes to stand outside then we get um then the bridge and this that's is when the... we start to get the kind of little the bridge and dennis is kind of the one that goes and tells it like he's tapping on the door that like, everyone get off of the yeah. bus kind of thing and this is the interesting thing is because the pre it's not you know in the, in the previous ones it's like the the um they stop and then you know it carries on and the premonition happens. Whereas in this one, they stop earlier 
but then it's it, it's not as if the prev you know it's not as if it happens and then they all get you know they're yeah. safe from it you know it's just that they're closer to where they need to get to yeah so that when the bridge you know when the bridge collapse does happen that they they get they already get to where they need to be before the death has happened if that makes yeah, sense yeah they they get to safety because they've yeah. stopped earlier so they have less he stopped the yeah. bus earlier like like he's got off the bus before they've got to move forward a bit more but it's still pretty much time-wise kind of plays out nicely yeah. we've had a few problems where we have kind of said with other films where we're like would it have still played out the same way if you changed this and that? Like, yeah. that doesn't feel like it's the same natural conclusion now. Uh, whereas this one does, because it's not anything to do with them. It's nothing that they specifically do that does no. anything. It is just the bridge. And to be fair, when they say the bridge collapse was, we can say death, but when they say in the, the when they get to the police station... Which is the next scene. Yeah, right? they have the... They say that, like, most likely it was just from the high winds and the, the poor, like, the construction had caused too much pressure on it. Yeah. You're just like, well, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So death's yeah. working, but he's working through these construction he's working workers in the wind. Yeah. He's just blowing on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. I think that, like, and that is something that this film does again, is to to reintroduce the the kind of investigation aspect. Yeah. So the, so the FBI or whatever this dude is... Um, the police officer comes in, yeah. you know, kind of straight away, and uh, yeah. and, is if, and is looking into what's going on and how did you know? And it's this more interesting kind of stuff to it. We get and we get the obviously we get the memorial service that then follows this up, uh, which we do get. I do really like. I do really like the scene with um, Isaac. so Isaac. I love that. <laughs> where Dennis Dennis is reading out the de- he's reading out the names. He's getting he's getting several names slightly wrong. You can already tell yeah. that. So he's kind of like yeah, you can tell how little he knew his staff. Um, but when he calls out Isaac Palmer, he's like. That's me. I'm, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> and then it's got um, Nathan, Nathan and Olivia next to him. like, I see dead people. Which I liked that. <laughs> I liked it, but it never made sense to me until the end, which I'll talk about when we get to the end. Okay. Never made sense to me until then. So carry on. <laughs> I'm assuming you know what that's a reference to, right? I know what it's a reference to, but I will say, I'll, t- I'll talk about it when we get to the end. Okay, you remember to do I will, that. I'll remember to do that. <laughs> we'll have people like Creston, like, no one ever said anything. Like, <laughs> I bet the amount of times we probably listened back to the episode, like, we said we'll come back to that. Like, and we, just we never, never probably did. <laughs> we are liars. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, yeah, and... But then we go to the um, the office, don't we? Yeah, oh, we do get um, we get Tony Todd back in the scene, though. Oh, yeah, we do. With, we? William Bloodsworth is William actually Bloodsworth. at the memorial, so yeah, standing there, and he does give them a weird little talk, a little talk like, you know, you watch out, you, you look after you, like, watch out now. It's a bit hammed up, it is. It's a bit in uh, this scene, it's hammed up. The other scene he's in works better than this one. He pops up in a couple of though, we see him like in the uh, we get him a little bit more as like a creepy figure kind of watching yeah. him in the background in this film. We get a couple of scenes where he's like there. If you look, he's there in the background. Or if you look, Sam sees him standing there in like a doorway and you don't know. Sam's just thinking it's him. You get a little bit more of a, is he giving us the rules or is he deaf? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? A little bit of that. Um, so, um, and then we, yes, we do go to our first deaf. Uh, well, because they're so because they're in the office, kind of talking about what happened. Um, that's and... that's after, is it? Yeah, they go to the because that's when, if you remember, Peter's really like Peter's drinking in the yeah, office. But this is where Isaac is going through the drawers. 
Yeah, that's after. That's after. Is that like when they're they're talking about? Oh, Candace sorry, I keep it. get. I keep thinking Isaac's the first to die. No, it's not. It's, no, although it's it is, you do kind of. I feel like you would expect Isaac to yeah. be the first, the way he's like he's there, but he probably gets the least character development. But then all he needs is that he's the guy who's talking on the the phone to a, a range of what he he appears to be saying are. Uh, larger lab, la- lads, lads, larger lasses. Yeah, uh, to use a, a British phrase there. Um, and he's uh, playing it up a lot on his little flip phone. Uh, yeah, little hint there. Little hint. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it, it's Candice. So we get Peter uh, going to watch Candice and Candice at the gate, and you see her with her. Yeah. So her little routine with her bands, and but this is the first thing we get of a thing. She yeah. says. It's a it's a good luck charm, you know. It's to make it's to avoid the superstitions that she says on the bus, and it snaps. And then when it snaps, the room drops. Yeah, it I does. love that. But just before that, you get Peter, um, and I, I like Peter. I think he's a good character because you do see a change in him, yeah, and he's do. encouraging. He does Candace go on an arc. <laughs> he has a bit of an arc, and he's encouraging Candice to, you know, to kind of keep. Uh, to keep doing it, to keep doing that. He said, you know, you've done this a hundred times or, you know, you've done yeah. this every day. It's your last practice in college or whatever. Yeah. Do it. And then Candice does the band. And then bet. she does it. And it's, and it's well, really that's nice. nice. It's nice that he's like, this is what I mean, because of the arc he goes on in this film, it's nice. It would have been so easy to make him like an asshole boyfriend. Like they would have. Yeah. Like you could easily, you could see the actor being either way. Like he comes across nice here and he works that, the way he looks kind of works that it gets a bit darker as we go on but he gets a nice like it's nice that we get that character development but it's nice that i mean that's what i mean in other films we get so many easy asshole boyfriend characters and things like that yeah i mean it's nice that he's actually the supportive and we get to know that he actually really cares about her even in a couple of lines which those couple of lines are just that's what they just need they need them for us to actually give a shit about someone yeah and so let's go into Tanzan because Tanz is this is one of my favorite in the yeah, film. What am I doing favorite in the franchise? This is literally like the so what this one does really nicely, and I know that it was a purpose on not just the writer but the director. The one thing he said is that he wanted he didn't want other. I think that he he actually may have expanded on what was in the script because uh, Stephen Quayle I believe, actually mentioned. I remember reading about it. This was years ago. This wasn't new. I read this years ago that he actually was really interested in how we could constantly up and down like a, like that kind of roller coaster feeling of like what is is this it is yeah. that it is this it is that he what he liked was that some of them in the franchise did it and some of them just didn't they just went for the obvious or they went for a left turn that was disappointing yeah whereas this one he wanted to play up and he wanted to play in things that we are scared of so we get obviously this is gymnastics and things like that so it's already a bit of a dangerous kind of thing is, we get yeah. around the room so I don't know. I don't know the technical terms for half of these things. Whatever they're swinging and going round on, swingy poles. We can the the little swingy poles, yeah, that kind of bend. We can see. So we get a look at those, and we already see that one of the screws on the side is a little bit weak, yeah. kind of thing. We get the air conditioning in the ceiling, which is letting water drip yeah. down, and the water's dripping down onto the electric. And there's a big puddle forming around the wires, and the wires got a split in it. So yeah. Um, and then from the air conditioning, we see it rumbling and a screw drops down onto the uh, one of the high beams. That Is that kind of, high I think beam? it's a high beam or a low beam. Well, it's a beam of some it's kind. It's a beam. <laughs> it's a beam. Um, and uh, we see it rest perfectly oh. on top. 
Um, this is the best. That is the best part of it. So um, we get the. Um, we've also got the dust and things like that. that keep yeah, moving around. I just love the. You know, yet again the because in the particularly in the first one you have a lot of this kind of like shadow stuff. And, yeah, and I just loved that. You know, when the when the band on Candace's wrist broke, everything kind of took a. We get turn. that slight like breeze moment and that yeah, kind of the dark shadow in, yeah, like it's, flickering. It's really foreboding, and you see yeah. on Candace's face, yeah. she's like, "Oh god." This one really nicely brings back that foreboding, suspenseful yeah. feeling that was missing, I think, in maybe the last, even the last couple, last two. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely the third and the fourth. Um, and yeah, so we so we get so we get Candace going on to the beam. And she's doing all of her movements back and forth. And this is just literally, you're just there watching so anxious. I remember yeah. when, I was, I watched, when I watched it with Charlotte, she was literally like, you could see like her finger like tense. And she was like, she's like, you couldn't take the fact that it was like, oh my God, like just something as simple as like a screw going into your foot. Oh. It's an everyday worry that you're going to like step on something like that. Like I remember when I was younger, I stepped onto like a draw pin. And yeah. stepped oh, straight onto it. Luckily I stepped onto it. So I remember I like, screamed and then went, wait, that didn't hurt. It was because it went into the back of my foot onto like the hard heel. Oh. And luckily my heels were very hard because I always used to walk around even outside with like no shoes on or yeah, socks on or anything. So, so I just like, yeah. <laughs> you were a hobbit. <laughs> the hobbit, that's me. Um, so yeah, you've got this horrible, and as she's dancing back and forth. Her leg moves back and forth. And she's literally, there are points when she goes onto like her toes yeah. and she just dances around the screw. And it's so, it's like choreography perfectly done with it like the partner oh, is a is a screw that's going to completely so fuck horrible. your foot up it's so whole and she dances and you're just waiting for it you're thinking yeah. right we're going to get the, the death is coming she's going onto that screw and something else is going to happen um and then she yeah she dances and then she jumps off and you're like oh oh that wasn't it no yeah and you're like you're watching them go around and you watch another woman come around to get onto the hut the yeah beam. and then she goes onto the swingy pole yeah she gets she does her hands with the thing and she gets ready to go and stretches you watch someone else and watches them perfectly land and you can still that she's definitely the the band thing like i think she even peeks back down her hand like she's really like thrown off by it and she goes onto there and then um what we get is the fan which we is being kind of thrown off because of the the electric puddle of it. Yeah. We see her, we see Candace standing by that and the water starts to slowly see very similar to the Todd death in the first one where the water actually does seem like it's moving. Yeah. There's a bit more of a reason why it's moving this time though. It seems like the map bending yeah. down is causing it, but it is very reminiscent of that coming towards her. And then I think someone puts down like a towel on top of it. Yeah, so it's she like, puts down a towel. She chucks her towel. Yeah. Down it's literally there. like we go on like a list of like, it's like a million hazards on which one's going to hit. It's like, uh, it's like the coyote and like Looney Tunes. Yeah. It's like which one's gonna get him, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and finally, she goes up to the bar and she starts doing the thing. And we've got Peter watching, and he's like kind of proper like watching, anticipating how she's gonna do it, go around and around. And then we get, I think, the fan causes the um, no, I, I know. Sure. So the woman on the beam, yeah. that's what starts up. So the woman on the beam, she's going. We get the same kind of thing. We're kind of watching, and I think we're probably. I can't, probably can't remember what's happening in the rest of the scene because my eyes are still on that freaking beam and that screw. So you're like watching well, that part of the screen. Well, a Candace bit. is jumping between as, all as she things. starts, like she starts her routine, and but you're still kind of you're watching her, but at the same time your eyes are weirdly diverted from the person you're expecting to die because you're like, is she gonna? And she does. She, the woman steps right into the middle of her foot, goes into it, and you see it go in and Wince, weird. Cringe, but that part it? probably is just as cringy as the death that's coming. Yeah, she does that. She screams. She falls off. The dust, the huge 
whatever they oh, use them in the dust bowl that they use the giant one chalk yeah yeah chalk knocks over into the fan the fan blows in as candace is going around that obviously disorientates her she flies off and literally oh. like it's literally her let the front of her legs hit the ground first and then the back of her just yeah. crushes down and you see the bones sticking out of the oh, legs and so you see great. her her head twisted her arms are twisted and you see peter's reaction as well and you just look yeah you see and it's it's good he looks like straight away he looks broken like yeah. straight away like like how, how the fuck has that happened um and um then we have it in the hospital with sam goes to see peter in the hospital yeah in the hospital sitting outside like and that's when we get the second william bloodworth he stood like at the end like sam sees him they're talking and uh peter's just kind of lost he's like how like how the hell could this happen like yeah where that i think we even get our first hint of like a little comment towards like say say like I, I think there's like a mention of molly for a second this kind of little building up of like like why you know why the rest of us why is this molly why does he named kind of like why has this happened we just survived something why has yeah. this happened he says that she you know that's the something that she's done that routine every yeah. day for however many years we get these moments that i don't think we've had this much kind of moments with characters since the first one no when they've taken time to stop and talk about it it's very much closer to that character driven first installment yeah um and yeah, well, yeah, so as I said, we get the William Bloods of Tony Todd kind of leering in the background. We don't know if it's in Todd, uh, sat Todd Sam's head or not. And um, and the other thing I like is that we then get a scene with the FBI. Uh, yeah, I think it is the FBI. Um, but we get the scene with him where he goes and has a look. Um, Jim Block is his name. Jim Block. FBI Jim Block. And he goes to it and literally the guy is a thing. And he's, he says to his partner, right, tell me what's tell me how this happened. And the guy says, I could do this, like, I could do this a thousand different ways and this outcome would never have happened. Yeah. Which is a nice, like, there's no like, there's no way that that should have happened in that way, that movement, the way she, even the way she crashed and landed shouldn't have happened the way it did. Yeah. So it, it's a nice little kind of moment where we get to know, like, the FBI is actually kind of following this case along instead of just being told that whenever he pops up to annoy the main characters. Yeah, it's quite good. And obviously he's... Yeah, it's just I, I just love that they've they've just brought this element of you know investigation back into it, and it's just a, yeah. it's just another little like Fred and another little character who's not you know who's not a survivor but is kind of investigating it, and I just think it just adds another yeah. layer to the film. You know? And this FBI agent is also um, Courtney B. Vance's Jim is uh, FBI Jim is uh, quite um, he's quite understanding. And he's not just someone who's like gonna like just straight away assume that everyone's a bad guy or things like that. He's quite understanding, but he's quite like he's properly curious by what is happening here. And it's good that he's built up because he does play into a part like, yeah. towards the end of the film. Um well, then, then we get the office scene that there we, we get the office about. Scene. There we go. Um and again, it, it's nice that the scene that follows this up isn't just straight into another death, it's a scene where we actually get again, we this is the where we actually get to see a lot of the team together. Yeah. Like working together. Um, in all these kind of parts, we get Isaac who's going around searching all of the drawers for goodies that he can get yeah. out of the dead people's desk, which is an asshole move. The company is pretty much closing down. We do get pop across to Nathan who's getting him and Roy are getting into like, fi- like another like fight and things yeah. like that. And um, we get Dennis who's on the phone basically working out how that he has to actually do work for once. Yeah. So it seems <laughs> like he's got to do all of these for the dead people, and then they're all just sit around having a drink and things like that. Um, and we, although we do get two deaths quite quick, 
quite quickly one after the other after this. Yeah. Um, so uh, Isaac in the draw of one of his friends, he's, he does a kind of creepy thing with one of the pictures of one of the women. He kind of goes up and like kisses her, like, oh, the fun we could have. Or something like or he that. says you were fun. Or something yeah, that, that kind of thing. It's weird. Famous. And then he gets this, yeah, he gets a masseuse voucher out and he's like, oh, like, thank you. And he gets stabbed, he gets pricked with a pin or something. He like does. That, he? he gets pricked with a pin. That yeah. is another one. Of, so that's ah, one yeah. of the little, as I said, it's the characters themselves that get a little notice that's of what's going to happen cool. to him. So he gets pricked with a pin. Um, and we also, at the same time, we get Olivia who's talking about, she's having a drink. She's sticking around a bit longer. Yeah. Um, but she says, oh, you know, I've this life and death situation kind of made me realise life's too short and she's finally got to jump and get, you know, laser yeah. eye surgery. Yeah. Um, Sam's still kind of going towards he wants to be a, a chef and he's thinking about it, but he's holding back because of Molly. Yeah. And we get a little bit more of the reason that Molly's holding back is because she wants Sam to go and take this yeah. shootership or yeah, like apprenticeship, apprenticeship like in, in Paris. Fra- in Paris in France. In gay Paris. In gay Paris, which let's be honest, the first time I watched this film, that was just like, Yeah, well, he's he's a chef. France, Paris, that that makes sense. We're There's no about, other link we're, I can we'll talk about that after. Um so, um, yeah, and we also get Peter, who is drinking lots. Yeah. <laughs> he's sat there drunk. He's like, who wants some of my proper... They're having, like, a nice, like, a cheeky little beer. Oh, yeah, and true. he's there downing most of the bottle of Jack or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's there. He's proper wasted, getting wasted at this point. And then we do get flick off towards Isaac, who's gone to the masseuse. Yeah. And he's eyeing up every woman in there. He's eyeing up the beautiful the, the beautiful woman behind the reception, thinking yeah. that she's gonna do his massage. And he gets guided in and he's being well, he's being a bit of a dick because he's there like ah, hold on, hold on. Like he's on yeah. the phone, like, hold on, hold on. And then the second he sees the other woman, he's talking to someone about a date and like, oh wait, no, I've got to reschedule. And he just, just looks at her up. like yeah. um, yeah, with his nice little flip there. <laughs> Another thing I didn't And then um so she takes him through. I, I do like that. I said there wasn't humor, but there is actually. There's a little. There's there is. There's, there's little like thing. It's not. I'm not saying they overplay it, but that's what's probably good. They don't overplay it. It doesn't become cheesy. It's just like the character-driven kind of humor. Yeah. Like based on the actions that they do. So he's acting like a dick, and she, the woman behind the reception desk, is like, "You are a dick. You are a dick." So she takes him back, and she knows exactly what to do with him. He thinks he's getting a her basically doing it, and she goes and gets like it's a family-run business. She goes and gets like her. Grand her gran who's like fuck you you little bastard and just starts just yeah. starts pounding him and not <laughs> and in that way <laughs> he says something to the buddha statue doesn't he oh the yeah buddha he does he's like he, yeah like he, he taps his belly yeah um and then um before he sees who it is he starts talking about getting a happy end he's in trying to imply can i get that yeah happiest of endings kind of thing um and then he turns around, and yeah, it's the uh, it's the old it's, it's the older lass <laughs> using the lass a lot today. Yeah, um, <laughs> and she starts doing uh, acu. Well, no, she first she massages him in a proper brutal like slamming yeah, him down, slapping him, slapping down. him around. He's like he's in pain, which is just quite funny to be honest. Because yeah, he's a dick, and you know that the best massages are the ones that do kind of low key hurt as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. I they're getting pressure. in there, you know. It's actually she's not purposely hurt; she's actually doing a good job on him. And then he gets, which I I, I do love this bit as well. I love the fact that we get the um, the. So I think I think he puts his, he tries to get on his phone and she puts it on the side yeah. as well, um, and she puts the, the little acupuncture, uh, acupuncture needles. needles in, and you start to get all of those. And straight away you're like, oh no, like oh what? Where's this gonna go? Kind yeah. of thing. Um, 
you don't really think it through, but you you straight away think like, is that is that is it gonna get like impaled through those or something like that? Is that gonna yeah. happen? You don't really think I don't think when you first see it, you really think about could that actually could they actually fully go it like into you or not? You don't think about it that way, but you just think he's literally like covered and she's like, You sleep now, like close your eyes. And we flick back to the office and Olivia's also she's then kind of saying that she's heading that. And then we get her little link towards hers because she drops the picture. She knocks a picture of her off the side and the picture, the glass breaks around her eye on the picture. Yeah. It breaks. So these are things I literally, and I only recently noticed this, that they, I was like, oh, they don't do, they don't do premonitions. They don't do little like signs. Yeah. And then I only just realized, to be fair, when you just said the eyes of Spritman, I didn't even think about that one. I was yeah. trying to think of what the other ones were. It wasn't until the needle yeah, there pin was that, some I went, that I was like, oh that yeah, the up. acupuncture yeah. pin, that pin. Yeah. Some that I picked up and some that I didn't. Yeah, I'd I'd never really like noticed them before. Um, so yeah, we get um, so Molly is going off and she wants to get something done. We don't quite know what it is until we get to it, and we don't see what it is yet until after Isaac's Isaac's demise. So Isaac's demise, as he's uh, as he's on the uh, the table, there are lots of candles in the room, and we do start to get. Um, as the the room, I think we the small fireman is just to start off, and that's in the room, and that's what I thought was going to kill him because he mentions that you know when she says about getting the uh, getting the needles, getting the acupuncture needles, he mentions about getting them sterilized. Yeah, and I'm sure she like swabs them in alcohol or something. She like does. That. Uh, I think it's alcohol, alcohol in the table. Fall, alcohol fall, uh, falls, I think. Yeah. So I um, thought it was going to get into him, and then he was going to get set on fire. And yeah. we kind of have a bit of a throwback to the the Ashley's death. You know, yeah, we do. That's what um, I thought because we I think when he does the budder as well, we do see that it's got a little bit of that. And there's not there are little things in this film like that where I think they are almost little like winks back to the pre prior film. They've literally yeah. looked back through the franchise and thought, could these be because the budder statue, the, the the shelf starts to yeah, and this one does have a very that kind of feel to it, like about it. Um, and yeah, so you get, you get, he says that it started like that there might be like a slight fire, but he can't move anywhere. Yeah. He tries to, he roll, and then the table breaks and he falls. So uncomfortable. And you know, in your first part in your head, it's like, oh, is this going to be it? Like, and then when he turns, it's a, because also you've got the alcohol on the floor. So yeah. he's wet as well because of the alcohol. So that's why, yeah, the burning thing makes, makes sense. And it does make sense. I can talk about that in a second, but. That they've literally gone straight oh, into his skin. He's got one like around like through, like gone Hook. through his nipple, yeah, and like properly hooked in. And he's like pulling it out, and it, it's gone in a lot deeper than it looks. And I like, I, I remember when I first, like, I wasn't thinking that it was gonna like go like that. I even thought that possibly that was how he was just gonna die. Like he was just gonna be horribly impaled by them. Yeah, not thinking that really they're not that strong enough to do the full death unless they hit somewhere like an artery, obviously. Yeah. But um, and it, it, it's so cool the way that he's pulling it out of his skin. Yeah, and you cool. just see, like, you think, oh, it's going to come out quick. And actually, it's properly deep in parts of them. There's a, he pulls a couple of them out, and he's hor- horribly hurt. And he's going around, and he's trying to find his way out. And the fire yeah, the fire starts burning, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and he, he's trying to work, and he's trying to scream for help and things like that. Um and then we get the nice uh, the 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 bottle of the alcohol yeah. explodes and it throws him back against the wall and he hits and then that's when he's like oh he's there for a second and but he's back up and he's like oh I'm all right 
Then the shelf breaks yeah. and Buddha comes down and splat on his head. Yeah. We get a nice head crushing. Uh, there's a deleted scene version of it. And in the deleted scene version, he goes over, he goes over, I think he tries to go towards his phone, which is on the shelf. Yeah. And uh, that's when the thing explodes and it sets him on fire and he walks, runs around the room on fire. Oh, so that's shit. a deleted scene version. Yeah. So he did originally burn, burn yeah. to death. Um, I got, but in the deleted scene version, and it was the full version. There wasn't the effects were finished and everything. Oh wow! But it didn't look. Didn't look. It still didn't look great. It looked. It looked weird. It looked like a little fat thing running around on fire. <laughs> it just. It didn't affect like. So I think weirdly, like it. it I thought it would work, but actually, I think the Buddha quick one is kind of a nice, funny little, like, yeah. funny, funny little moment. Because I'm sure after, is it after Isaac's death, they go. And they encounter Tony Todd. Yeah, so they're outside of the masseuse part. Yeah, they get a, they get a phone call, um, and this is the first, this is the only time that they really talk about like a bit of like an order. And this is yeah. this is when they finally like properly say that Molly survived. Yeah, they, like, they acknowledge it. Yeah, Sam says like no, like he he kind of said nothing like he's really real nothing happened to you, um, and he starts to talk about who like the plan, but it's not a whole long scene of, oh, this person died then and then and then. Yeah. It's just kind of like he's kind of acknowledged it and kind of went, so that would make you next. Um, and then Tony Todd says, I've seen this before. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay. That's and we think he's, we talking, think he's about talking about the previous films. The previous films. Um, so he's talking about, like, I've seen this before and you cannot escape death. But this is when we get a rule that obviously this is a this is maybe a little bit of a he always seems to give different rule depending he does. on who's here. Uh, this is a, it's the only little flaw of having Tony Todd return is that he then contradicts himself in every other film and especially in this one it's a giant contradiction um, to where it would have gone is that um, he says that the only way you can cheat death is in order to if you take a life you therefore take on that person's life. So suddenly we've got the, the 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 franchise that is kind of about a slasher that you never see suddenly has brought back in the slasher element because really, yeah because suddenly it's oh if they kill someone they can have their life yeah I love I loved that idea yeah I think it's it's actually it's a really, really dark to see where characters go yeah and we automatically see Peter reacting to the way that Molly is alive like why do you get it why why do you get to be so important why are you like that like, yeah and he, i think there isn't even a mention of like would any of you actually take a life would you do i think sam's the the one that's like would you like when we're, we're not going to start taking people's lives you yeah. know what i mean and this is only like it's two people but they're still like this is not calm down well, i think lawrence is there with them lawrence um, is that his name? The warehouse guy. Oh yeah, Nathan's there. Nathan, well. I don't know Nathan's there as Lawrence. well. And Nathan's very much on the side of we're not going to kill someone. Yeah, he said he's very much someone. like there as well. Like with Sam, he's agreeing with Sam. Peter's the one that's kind of like I think he does a kind of snide kind of thing towards Molly. Like, what yeah, if we he, took your life. Like, yeah, what, he makes. Yeah, well, what yeah. if we do this? I think like kind of like a we could just cut this off now. <laughs> like, a, but not yeah. we're not with Molly. But like, how do we know? Like we could take hers and things like that. So we already get little things that There's he's a, bit going of a little though. bit off the world, but not, not, he's not fully, he's just drunk because we know he's, they've just come from, he's, just from yeah. he's battered and he's not thinking properly. So you're like, we get it. And he's still like, his girlfriend died like a, a day. In, it is in, yeah, front, of in front of him, like completely fucked died. up. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> so. Like this, this, your partner dying. And then you see your partner literally broken into parts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, we get, so we have all of that and we get um, 
Oh, and then we have Sam and Molly say the other ones kind of disperse. We get Sam and Molly say we should warn Olivia's the only one that doesn't know about this. Yeah. So they go to it without having to have that little, oh my God, here's a CGI snake in my face. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not that. It, like this, that, that is the bit I really like is that Sam doesn't have to constantly act like he's, oh my God, what's that in the mirror? Yeah. Like, oh, what's this? Like, I like that they cut that out yeah and now that i've suddenly realized that it's really subtly done with the thing i like it i actually like this film even more than they, <laughs> they took that time to think right what a little hints that could be towards the characters yeah. but not um and they run off to the lasik surgery the yeah. eye laser eye surgery place where uh, she's talking to the doctor um about getting them done and I know that this one, it said, uh, as we read, it was inspired. Uh, Eric Hezier was inspired because his wife actually his had wife done had while he was writing the script. Yeah. Um, and this is, this again, this is so horrible. Like the idea, like I hate the idea of like having, like we both wear glasses. Yeah. And it's something that I've I had, they've offered it to me as an option saying that could really be, and I don't know, part of me just doesn't trust it. Oh. I don't know why, maybe it's, it's been around for quite a long time. I would, I would fair, love but, to have it. It's yeah. just too expensive. It is expensive, but uh, the idea of them like, cutting open a bit of your like eye folded like that kind of i don't know how it works that's what it is a literal it does laser actually cut and they kind of pour flat back and then that'll do like (laughs) that that, it's not a nice procedure like that's why it does actually because when i watched it i thought it was so kind of more like the laser kind of affects the change no but that's why in this film we get some cutting because it actually does slice like a line and they fold it back and they do something within your eye that oh fuck yeah it's not just uh We'll put a laser in your eye and you are. That's what I thought. Like, no, it's, it, it's, I, did, I knew the laser. No, it's a, it's, burns, a, it's a tiny it's surgery. Yeah, it is still. They do still have to go in, like cut a, a strip of your eye and pull oh, it back. And, yeah. <laughs> now you don't want <laughs> no, it. No, I don't want it. Now you don't want it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. Unless there are other ways, I don't know. Someone might point Take us out somebody the way else's eyes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we get little things like the water cooler that they're talking, like she's talking to, that the water cooler's kind of leaking. Yeah. And um, when they go into the room, uh, he's talking to her and he's like, the kids like to have teddy bears. And she gets given one of the teddy bears. Yeah. Um, and we get to see like the the heat on the thing. Again, this is very much one of those that's related to the temperature of something being affected by a cooler yeah. uh, or a coolant or something <laughs> of that kind for causing it to go off. Um, and she gets set up. But again, this is just a kind of one where you straight away, it's your eye. So you're straight yeah. away, like, you see an eye kind of it's natural, opened up. The eye is naturally squeamish, yeah. isn't it? You're screwed. And this, soft this is just full of squeamish deaths, this film. Yeah. It is all these little things are like, oh, I've never had that little thing done, but I, you know. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so you're screwed the way her eye, and you're like, oh, that must be so uncomfortable. And um, it's always, a, we do get a couple of these in the franchise of the, I certainly need to step out for a moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've just hooked your eye up out of put a laser on. the laser's warming up but i'm just gonna pop out for a minute i need to go and check a file on you everything's gonna be fine yes don't worry about it you squeeze your bear you'll be fine i love that um yeah i think the i think it's the i think it's the walker outside then the electrics is actually very near that so just stupid like stupid decisions yeah um that the that is leaking off of there and it starts to affect the electrics and the, the electrics then gets affected in the room. You yeah. start to see that it actually properly turns on. It's not full. It's not actually on because you have to press the button. Yeah. Um, but it starts warming up and vibrating, and you see that the electricity has caused the temperature to like start bobbing up, 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 yeah. up, up, up. And I think that's when the um, there's the button, and then there's the 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 gauge or something. And I think that's what's on top, and it vibrates and falls off and smack onto the button. Yeah. 
And that's when we suddenly get her go from like she's like, is there, hello, hello, where are, like what's going on? And she's already very scared anyway, because you can see how hard she's squeezing the bear. And yeah, then that bear's about the to bear's get proper squares out. Yeah, so she as she then and then boom, we suddenly hear heat up and boom, and it just starts slicing up across her face and cutting into her. Her eyes starts to get like zigzaggy lines yeah. all over it, like proper cut across her face. Um and yeah, you're just uncomfortable because she can't move. And you also know that her eyes strapped onto that. So she can't pull away. Her, head, yeah. her, head's, her head's locked in. Head's locked in. They the had to eyes lock are her in. Yeah. And she's just <coughs> screaming and moving. The bear gets kind of torn into. And um, she's trying really hard to get out. And you can see it starts around her eye. It starts to like tear around her yeah, eye. Yeah, starts to cut and everything. And Prop then she puts her hand in the way. Yeah, and it cuts through. And they hear her screaming. And she manages from the movement to get out of the head restraint. Um, so yeah, at first you're thinking that she's just gonna die in that like thing, kind of yeah. like the tanning beds in free. She's stuck. She's not going anywhere. But she does manage to get out. Uh, Sam and Molly arrive, and the doctors like what? Well, and they suddenly hear the screaming. They rush in. She's managed to get out, but her eye is like blood's just pouring around her eye, and her eyes obviously like the socket has been like kind of knocked out of yeah. place. And she's there, uh, but like it's kind of one of those like she's hurt, but you're not quite sure like how she's now gonna go. And then I think it's the heel, and she catches onto the yeah. button from the teddy yeah. bear that popped off, and flies into the window it's behind her, and just falls out. Right yeah, falls out of the window, smashes against the car onto the thing, and then her eye pops out onto yeah. the ground and rolls <laughs> towards you. But it's not like again, it's not like a fake horrible like eye popping at you in three D. It just rolls across the ground kind yeah, of. Yeah. It so it's well done, and then you get the car go over the eye. Yeah. And it's just the way that it. <laughs> Like you get a horrible pop sound. Yeah, it's nasty. But the eye just kind of just deflates, which it actually is like the way it would do it. It is not the way you think it would happen. You think it might like come to a yeah. squish or a splatter. And one of the other ones might have done something really shitty like that to make it kind of pop at you. But instead it just pops and you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, it's oh. so grim. The whole, um, the whole death is just like... Yeah, it, it's horribly uncomfortable. I don't think there's... Like, this, this is the thing. All of the... Pretty much all the deaths in this one are well done. Like, I don't think there's really a majorly weak... Like, there's some that there's happen a bit one. quick. I don't like but there's not, like, major, like... The other one, it was kind of... It's some of the other ones, it was kind of like... There's a couple of standout ones, and then there's ones that are just like, yeah, they happened. Yeah, whereas this one, you know, you've got some good, solid... I mean, really we have three deaths, deaths in now, and they've all been pretty solid. Yeah, pretty um, It's a pretty good start to the death. The, I think... There is an alter, there is an alternate death to this one, but it, there's not a huge amount different. There's not huge things different about what it. happens. She she's she's in there. She she manages to get out, um, and I, you know now I'm saying I think it literally, literally the only difference is it cuts up more of her eyes. Oh, okay. So she gets more sliced up. She gets more thing, and then she gets out. And instead of I think instead of tripping out, she literally can't see where she's going and basically just goes straight out. Oh, yeah, um, but. Yeah, I, I, I like think it tripping. works better in here because the tripping suddenly like it you it's not what you're expect it kind of suddenly like how where's she going now like what's going to happen to her like now she's got out of it she's fucked up but are they they're there with her so can they save her and yeah. no oh shit she's gone um yeah so we've kind of started a little bit of a all of them start a little bit of a movement and this is normally when in, in the at least the last two we would have just kept going getting any other deaths like let's get knock yeah. them off well, they, they gone, do. They, next one to next they one. They seem to, next to just one. happen really quickly, kind of from the third one onwards. Yeah, they seem to just churn these deaths out. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then um, Olivia, obviously, after Olivia, and then we get um, 
they realize Nathan's next. Yeah. So they go to to rush back, and Nathan's in the, the factory. And, and so I, I, we do I get we do get death fairly quickly, but it it doesn't always feel like it. I guess because it's broken up with these character moments. Yeah. We get little conversations or little things like this, and this is where Nathan's going down to the factory because Roy Roy is basically not Roy, not going to listen to him. He's yeah. Just, and Roy's saying he needs more hours as well. So yeah. And things really. like that, and like. You get a bit of a like a, a Roy kind of saying to him, like, you've cut my hours. I can't do this shift. You've cut all of our main guys' hours and things like that. And, you know, a little bit of a, a moment for Roy to be like, how am I going to support my family? So we, you know, yeah. we get this conversation and fight between them. And then Nathan already knows that he's technically on this kind of thing. Yeah, because he, he has the idea. And you but he sees he's looking around at the factory and he sees that everything's uncomfortable. I don't know if he actually gets off the phone. I feel like he starts on the phone. That's how we know that he knows he's next because I feel like Sam actually rings him and says, you need to watch out kind of thing. No, I, I feel like he hangs up the phone at the start. I know, of the I'm sure he's on the phone. I, I know he's watching um, Roy he, 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 through the security When he goes down to Roy, yeah, he is. But he, so he seems really suddenly like anxious, like Nathan. Like because yeah. you see him looking around. He spots the cranes moving. He spots the He's looking around at things. So I feel like he knows that Olivia's dead. And he knows that he needs to be wary. Potentially, I mean, um, well, he was at the scene with. Uh, I don't. Blood we don't get this said in words. That's what I mean. I'm just saying because of how anxious he appears. Yeah. And so you see a hook, kind of moving towards them behind, yeah. and he sees it, and he's saying to Roy, and Roy's kind of grabbed him, and he's like, Roy, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here, and it it starts to go over the top of them, and Nathan's already like, shit, so it's happening here, so it's wrong, and he's kind of like pushing, and then that's when. The hook drops down, yeah, and it break, and they just they just uh, he kind pushes of he away, pushes Roy, kind of, you know, it's not like you get to definitely be like he definitely pushed him in the way of the thing. Though. There's some amb- ambiguity there, yeah. He kind of, but he pushes him there, and then Roy drops to the thing, and then we get this nice kind of, you don't get to see him drop straight onto it. You don't get that because there's spikes underneath, and you're thinking the spikes has got to be what yeah, kills him. He's going to fall be that. the spikes and die. Yeah, no, he's fucked. And then we get that nice, like, we see the black, and we just see that Roy's yeah. basically under his chin's gone right through his head. Oh, and it, it does a nice moment because it's it's into Roy's chin, like, inside of his head. Yeah. And then suddenly we get an extra, it suddenly drops, his body drops, oh, yeah. and it pops out the top of his head. You get a crack where the skull's cracked. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and again, it's, ni- it's nicely done. We didn't need to see the whole one with that one because it is tense like like what's happening who's going like this moment. yeah although it's quick it feels tense and it it plays into a moment that's already been set up yeah because you know we've had several scenes them. of this friction kind of thing and it's nice that the friction comes to a head linked to a death kind of thing. yeah and not only that but linked to the idea of taking someone's life yeah and getting their life um and um, like you said it, it kind of brings up the amb- ambiguity because when the uh you know what after that um you know, um, they all wrote like Peter. Peter appears and Sam. Well, and yeah, they all they're all standing round. And then they're thinking. They start saying, "You know, did you? Uh, you know, did you kill? Did you kill yeah. him to get his, Peter's, Peter's the one that's the one really to, like you killed him. You didn't killed you? him. You did get, it. Didn't you did it to get his life span. And Nathan's like, I, I don't know. I, I, don't I was know there. I think like, and I don't. I don't. I literally don't believe that Nathan's hundred percent sure of what he did or whether or he man. did. He's not sure if he did or didn't. And then. We get so we get we get the sign that he obviously did because it skipped him because then we get our nest death which was set up earlier where there was a there was a spanner put on top of one of the machines behind and the spanner kind of starts to drop down and then this is when Dennis this is quick 
Yeah, the, yeah this is the one. This is very quick. Yeah, it, it does happen very suddenly. It feels a bit like we didn't get we didn't get enough David Cox. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get enough of him. But uh, although the, I, I do like the look of it in a way, the look we get afterwards anyway. He walks back over like, what is going on here? And then it, the spanner drops down into the machinery and gets fired back out and it flies straight into his head. Yeah. And he just kind of, you don't really get to see it. It doesn't like take out his head. You see him kind of get knocked down kind of thing, a blood splatter knocked down. And then you see that the spanner is basically stuck inside of his eye line. Basically. Could you, yeah. Could you see if there was any, any clues for that for him? That one, I'm not, I, I feel like we didn't get enough time with him to get like, if there was a clue for him, it would have come all the way back. When we, the last time we saw him was in the office, when he saw which the is phone, before yeah. Isaac or Olivia died. Yeah, so I, I can't think. imagine. So I, mean, I don't uh, feel we, we do, but there definitely could be in there. Maybe someone spotted something that is linked to like the way that he gets yeah. it in his eyes. I mean, if obviously if anybody's listening and and they do spot anything, let us know because that you know that would be enough one to to hunt down. I like no because there's not very much out there about Final Destination 5. There's not many articles, not a lot of things. There's no like, oh, did you spot this, this, and this? Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm interested if anyone's like spotted things um, because I'd never noticed any of some of these things we've talked about now yeah. before this. Um, so yeah, Nathan's uh, Nathan now knows he's skipped. Dennis is dead. <laughs> Peter is now pretty much. Going, going with the, the idea that he's got to start killing somebody to take their life. Yeah. And um, so, uh, yeah, so, and we've got the whole that the Roy's dead and why did we, you know, why did that happen? Why the, and basically I think it seems as though the, the office that they're working with, with the extra deaths on top of it, it they're done. I think because they, we them kind of, we kind of move to scenes, don't we, where they're, they're accepting. They're kind of ex- they're accepting it. They're kind of all going off in like. So this is when we get to get like Sam and Molly are back together, kind of in the apartment yeah. together. Um, and um, we we get them kind of talking to each other and him saying like I I, I like basically I'm, like, I'm going to work. Dad, I'm going. You know, I'm going to work and things like that. Um, but also saying kind of that he you know he wants to. They need to live. They, yeah, need, they, need, to, they, they need to just get on with it. They can't. They can't spend their life just kind of going around it. But they're also not going towards. We need to get. Let, let's get your axe. Yeah, which let's I think, go out and hunt. Which I think is good compared to how um, how Alex in Final Destination One reacted. You know, he goes into that mode where he makes sure that everything's safe and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, Hunter. You know, um, Sam here mm. kind of gets the idea of well, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to do that. And then he talks about accepting the apprenticeship yeah. in Paris. Um, oh, there, there was a scene with the FBI agent. Um, I can't remember if it's following Olivia's or who it's following, but we get another scene with the FBI agent. And this one, I think, is somewhat important because he asks them, right, I know that you didn't do this, but what is going on here? Yeah. And, they give the weakest answer ever, which is what he's looking at, but they're literally, they're literally just like, we survived something, we're all dying now. Like, that's literally all they know, and that's it. And yeah. he's there, like, that's it. Like, that's that's all you've got. Um, and he kind of implies that he's keeping an eye on it, which kind of comes back when we get to the next scene, which is with, uh, now we're at Sam, and, like, later in later that evening, Sam yeah. 
Sam and Molly, uh, Sam's in work, so there's a million and one things. And you can see all the, all the, the spikes of like the where the, like the, the the roast is like for the chickens and stuff, where that's all up on the spikes yeah, and the spikes away. There's the mincer and things like that. The, the hobs alone, there's like yeah. a million hobs, the knives, the thing, everything around him. You can see he's been a little bit like okay. I think he's doing like a bit of a meat into the mincer and yeah. he gets caught inside of the blade. Because he takes he takes the uh He's putting something, yeah. He's putting a uh, steak into the tenderizer, yeah. And he takes the uh, he takes the thing out when the he goes to get out. it, and then it bursts, and then because like, then he realizes he's yeah. got the wrong plug, he yeah. He's like, plug out, so it's not even that's not even like a cheeky little thing's happening anyway. It literally made sense. He's like, Fuck, I put the wrong one. And then he, when he turns around, the guy who's uh, the guy who was doing the rest. Yeah. He he almost catches yeah. him. He's like, oh, that would have been dangerous. He's like, you don't fucking know me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get Sam and Molly, and, and the guy says about him that he can have his internship if it's won it, it's his. Yeah. And if he wanted, it's yours. And it's the uh, and it's the Molly. And he's like, I'm going to make a meal for his. It's fine. Is like, yeah. yeah. So they're in the restaurant and they're sitting there talking about it and he talks about that they need to do it and he wants to do it together. It, let's go together. And she agrees to go to Paris with him. And then we get Peter at the window, knocking on the window, the dark figure that appears. Yeah. And then we get, I really like this bit. And so I, don't, do I. I got a kind of American psycho kind of feel off of him. It felt very, a the jacket, the, yeah. coat, the kind of, the slip kind back of yeah, the slip back. We're getting a Christian Bale kind of like, kind of moment in the dark, like the, Kind of reminds me of like when, like in American Psycho, when Christian Bell, you know, when he goes down the alley and he kills the oh, hobo yeah. and the, and the dog, the night, like that yeah. bit. Oh man, the bit the like that, that like All that's the, always the it's fairy... always weird when they they don't kill pets very yeah. often, but when you do and you hear the crunch of the yeah. dog and it... or the very first, um, any, I mean that's one of my favorite films, but yeah. the very first inclination that he's a serial killer, you know, when he's walking alongside that woman um, at the stop sign, and then the next scene. He's cleaning the bloods out of the sheets. He's, it's yeah. that kind of it's, thing. It's that. It? It's the, the, I, I very much felt, I don't know why I always felt very like, oh, I feel like they were a little bit, maybe it's because he's got a bit of a Tom Cruise, Christian Bale Pretty kind of look kind about of thing, it. Yeah. Like that I'm thinking that he looks like that. But we get this nice thing where Peter comes and sits down and again, he's got a bottle of wine or something in his hand and he's been drinking and he's looking Molly like up and down kind of thing. Yeah. And, and then he's he... talking about, and now he tells them what his night's been. Yeah. And this, I really liked this scene. I don't know if you want to, do you well, remember what happens? It's, yeah, it's kind of almost a, a bit of like cutaway shots of him following this woman. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of, you know, you hear his voice over and he's saying about how he was thinking of, how he had loads of opportunities to kill people. Yeah, and how past. easy it could be. How easy it could have been. And you see him behind this woman at night and he's like i could have pushed her in front of this car yeah. you, you it's nice the way stuff. it shuts as well because it cuts back to molly and sam listening to yeah. his words being like like you see them start to go go from like smiling that he's there like it's good we need to be together to help each other to like they're looking like what did you do like he's telling yeah. the story with the woman and it's like you see the lorry coming down the street or the bus coming down the street one of them and like you see him kind of thinking about it behind her and it's yeah it's it's nice and tense and you're waiting there like, does he do it? Does he not do it? Yeah. And it kind of cuts back like, he, I didn't do it. I didn't do that. And that's when it really amps up a bit with Molly. Yeah. He starts looking at her and starts talking like, but it's okay for you, isn't it? Because you're fine. Yeah. You're not going to die like the rest of us. And he kind of said, it's not like he couldn't take the life of someone he didn't know. He couldn't do it for no reason kind of thing. But yeah. For some reason he's built up in his head that Molly, you know, 
I th- is deserving in yeah. his head doesn't deserve to live like what like she seems to be as if he's built up that she's superior to them because she somehow survived yeah i can't remember completely how he justifies it you know but i feel like it's not much of a justification i feel like he's very much built up molly like in his head for some reason I yeah i think i, I don't think know if it's, it's more because... years of hearing sam talk about molly as well on top of that he's just like he's just like he's just like but i think he's comparing it you know they both had girlfriends yeah, and he managed to save his. Why didn't he manage to save Candace? Why is it? Why is Molly so important? I think that becomes very much a complex in his head. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's the complex that why is Molly so important? Why is she so special that out of everybody on that trip, yeah. including obviously his girlfriend, why is she the one who's surviving? Yeah, and everybody else deserves to die. And and this is so. This is this is kind of our main like climactic kind of moment. Mm. So yeah. I did say about that the previous seeds like the deaths didn't come that quick and fast, but yes, okay, the bulk of them did actually come fairly like one after the other. But as I said, they are mainly broken up with some kind of talk. It's not yeah. just like let's run off to the next place. Oh shit, they're dead. Let's run off to the yeah. next isn't like some weird like continuing loop of Scooby Doo where they're yeah. running down but with dead decapitated people or something. Um yeah. So we get the um so this is when Peter like basically pulls out his gun. He goes pulls out a shooter. And I pull out my gun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's when they, they throw the table at him and they leg it into the back. And he's like, I'm going to take Molly's lifespan. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get that. So they go run and hide in the kitchen. Sam goes, tells him her to go and run it, hide at the back. And then we get a whole like fight scene, basically, where they're throwing each other around as he tries yeah. to get the gun away from him. The gun flies off and lands on top of the, ho- the hob. hob. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, the... The I think the fright that the, the well, turns, Peter starts turning uh, everything. Yeah, on. they they hide it first. He turns on the hobs. He turns on the fryer. Yeah. He turns it all on. Starts grabbing it all out. Because he's like, I don't have to kill you. You know, so yeah. it could just happen. And then they fight. And yeah. then the gun then lands onto the hob, and you see it starts to heat up. We see a bit where Peter he gets he gets uh, Sam's head and starts forcing it towards the fryer. Yeah, and things like that. And the hot like moving it around towards the hob, and they're both forcing each other into places. <clears throat> his fate is quite like a it's it's a very hollywood cinematic fight <laughs> it is quite you know for what because you know I, most people can't fight like that <laughs> yeah no for some people might get thrown off by this sudden total shift if they're used to what normal because this is a very different ending than any of the it other is films. it's you um, know, it's quite a lot of it's a at the last in the third part in the third um act they've introduced a new dynamic yeah but Again, this I like I this. It. This is good. It's like really this, interesting. it's something that the franchise it needed something new. It needed a new idea, and I I do hope that this idea just doesn't completely disappear. Well, they they tease uh, the mythology is a bit one. mixed, isn't it? It's a bit yeah. all over the place. Let's be honest. Of the franchise, yeah. it is kind of they teased it in the third one with McKinley. Yeah, know? they very much teased the idea of somebody killing someone and what would happen, but it never it never kind of went anywhere so i like that they took the jump with this and they've yeah. actually you know they've they've gone for it and it does it adds just another element to it and it, it shows you know that it just shows how broken peter is from the start of the film where you know he's where sam is his best friend and you know he you know he's he's a he's a relatively caring person and then it kind of, you know, it's just how he gets broken over the film and the yeah, resentment I, towards Molly builds. And I know for some people they'll be like, oh, it feels like such a rush, rushed process and things like that. But, I mean, let's be honest, this is a lot to happen to a person in a couple of days. 
Yeah. I feel like a lot of people could break that quickly. If you've survived a premonition, most of the people around you have died. You've lost your job because your job place is being shut down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your like, girlfriend dies in front of you. Yeah, all these things. I feel like your mind's going to go get, and he's basically been drinking, it seems, for the last couple of days. And, well, I, yeah. and I think you would 100% believe, you know, yeah. if, if one person, if you, if you had a, a premonition like that, and then one person died, you'd probably be like, okay, yeah, shit. But, yeah. you know, that's just unlucky. But then if, like, loads of people started dying... And that's the thing. It's not just that he becomes like a bad guy. So, I mean, let's be honest. When people are backed into a corner and they think that they're going to die, people start to do... We know in humanity, people will start to do crazy shit to yeah. try and think. If they if they think that's their only option to survive, then I wouldn't be surprised. To be honest, I think if you gave it a few more days of, with some of these more of these characters, more of them would have turned. Probably. You know yeah. what I mean? We've got a full-on, like... It, it, and that's why I think this this would be even this would be interested played out possibly a little bit longer kind of thing with more more characters to see who would kind of turn and who wouldn't yeah a kind of a different setting but um so uh, this is when as they're like fighting and things like this is when um Sam kind of gets thrown over and like, kind of hides away he got uh, uh, Pete, uh yeah, Peter goes to go towards Molly, and then the FBI agent appears in the background because he's been he's been following uh, yeah. staking out Sam, hasn't he? Yeah, it's all a bit fast with him. He kind of comes in and he's pretty much off pretty quickly. Yeah, because Peter just kind of turns around and blasts him, <laughs> shoots him a couple. I think he gets a bullet. I think he gets a bullet off as well. Um, and um, yeah, I've I've rushed one part. I kept saying about that gun on that fire. That doesn't happen until the end because then we don't know. We think so it's going to happen because that's like a boiling point. The gun yeah. thing is like a boiling point right near the end of this because you think someone's about to get that gun's going to go off and kill someone. You think either it's going to off Peter, like that's what's going yeah. to cause it to happen. Um, so, but Peter's suddenly like, "Oh, I'm good now. I've got his. I've got his lifespan. I've got you know the yeah. agent's lifespan. I'm fine. You know, Molly's alive, although he still seems pretty set on like I still don't think you should be alive there, bitch. Yeah. Um, and that's um. Yeah, so yeah, Molly lives, and then the, how does Sam manage to get a lifespan? Well, that's when he grabs that rotisserie thing and impales. Yeah, impa- so the gun go there. Yeah, impales um, Peter and goes in there, and then after Peter is dead and like, oh shit, does that mean now I get I get I get his lifespan? I get the lifespan of the police officer now because uh, Peter had his lifespan. And then the gun goes off as well, yeah. right at the end, like shit. <laughs> but that makes me think. Just so that's what makes them think they're safe now, because yeah. the gun goes off. The gun and it goes off, them. misses them. Yeah. But so Peter was next, and then Peter killed the um, the FBI agent. Yeah. And then Peter died straight after. So does that mean that the FBI agent's lifespan was I only think... going to be like another couple of minutes? No, I I I think there's, there's the difference between say so there's avoiding death's plan and then taking them. and then there's oh, okay. someone else could take your life in this kind of oh, I think so i'm not scenario. like invincible no he's not like <laughs> invincible now i think his life could be taken in a different order it's just the death plan the, the plan that they're on currently yeah. you can avoid that by taking someone else's life oh, okay. replacing the the death with another death because that always made me think like Okay. Yeah, I don't think I think you can still like you're not suddenly like yeah. I am invincible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they stabs Peter, Peter just laughs it off. Um, but yeah, and then this, I is- mean, so there is a bit at the end that then kind of makes you question what what plan are we on here? What death, like what does that mean for them? Like, okay, um, so 
we're pretty much straight after this, we get the, the they're at the airport, basically, aren't they? Yeah. We're getting onto a flight. And then this is what I love. I think this is the best ending of the series. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember being there like, I did not see this coming, which is weird because they they actually point you towards the fact. So this was 2011. We had iPhones. We yeah. had plenty of freaking technology. So um, as they get onto the plane, and we can see they're both kind of moved on. They think they're both perfectly safe. Yeah. And weirdly, I think that they are safe. I think that this is like a different plan that they've now ended up in. I, I don't, don't think, think it is. I don't think that this, I don't feel like this was meant to be a continuation kind of death because it seems too art like both of them were on different kind of life plans or things. So I don't think it, I didn't feel like the lifespan thing. But this is why it's kind of, it's up to interpretation. I kind of felt like it wasn't. I like this like, is now yeah. they've ended up in another situation like that, but they've ended up in someone else's premonition. Okay. Whereas I feel like this, this is, is where it coming the, back around yeah. to them. Because yeah. at the same time, it also happens to um I keep on to call him Lawrence for some reason. Um Nathan. Nathan. So for me, I think that's it this was always the plan. Because yeah, they, but this is why I'm like Nathan's lifespan was like they talk about how Nathan's and Nathan is the last, the last, very last scene of the film. This is where we get revealed that as they're walking onto the plane, they suddenly hear fighting. Yeah. And we look across and we realize that we're actually in the year 2000 and they're on the flight 180 with the cast of the original. Yeah. Obviously, using scenes from the original film, they haven't brought the cast back to act <laughs> like teenagers. And that's the thing I love is that it's, it's literally just like a split second shot. Yeah. And then they carry on. And it's not like they linger on it or anything. No. It's just a split second shot. Yeah, it, and it literally suddenly, our films have come full circle. We're back around again. Not a perfect circle, no. There's a million and one things I'm sure you can point out, contradictions, problems. Probably, with, but, yeah. but I remember the first time, when I was sat in the cinema watching that, I was like, shit, I did not see that or coming. Or me. And yes, let's be honest, twists like this can sometimes be, oh, that was, that's dumb. Like, but, why have you yeah. done that? But this one totally made sense in the franchise. And that's the thing, like you said, they I didn't see it either, but there were so many warning signs. Yeah. So, and only watching it back do I notice. But you have, um, so Isaac has this flip phone. Yeah. So I, that, yeah, I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Isaac has his flip phone. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some other ones. But... So the office has like basically Windows 95 yeah. kind of office, like 97 XP kind of offices yeah. inside of them. A lot of the cars are. Um... Uh, the one that really gets me is the one when uh, there's a scene when um, Sam and Molly are in her apartment. If you look, she's got she's got an old box TV. Yeah, she's got a very old stereo, and I believe there's also a uh, a CD Walkman on the side. No way. So there's all those kind of things. And if you even when you think, I think I know clothing's changed, but then you suddenly look at some of their clothing as well as yeah, their clothing, especially is like, Sam's jacket. Like is yeah. very kind of like he, that's very two thousand kind of leathery. You know? Yeah, that's what I mean. There's a lot of little things that, like, and that's, you know, I, and that is where the um, I see dead people. Yeah, because the because Sixth Sense came out in 1999. Yeah, which is and that was a massive pop yeah. culture thing. You know, I never thought about that being really relevant to the timeline. No, I only I watched when I watched it for this. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, "What year? Yeah. What year did it come 20, out?" Yeah, so 2011. That would that was like to be fair, like. It, it it was worked and it was still funny because that was such a big pop culture but no, moment. But nobody says that anymore. No, because it's way outdated. But like even is... in 2011, that was outdated. But I still was like, oh, that's a. But it is a huge moment in pop culture. That yeah. kind of moment. But yeah. But now it makes so. Much but it more makes sense. so much sense that that was like everybody was making jokes like that at the time. So yeah. That, 
That is a really nice throwback. And it shows that they really actually thought about this yeah. carefully. So that's why it worked. It wasn't just a throwaway twist. We have plenty of films and even horror films where literally they're like, oh, that, that's a cool twist, but there's no build-up, no reason no. for it. There's no fit. But the fact that you can watch this film on repeat and find more reasons each time and more little things shows how much better made. I mean, I've watched the last one a fair few times now, and I can't say that each time I've found brand new things that have inspired me about no, it. Whereas this one, every time I've seen it so far, and I'm still, even as we're talking now, realising that there are things that even I still missed. Yeah, this, yeah it's, I think it is a... It's a well put together film and for yeah. the fifth in a franchise it's hard to say that well that's what i mean it's you wouldn't how many franchises do you say the fifth in the franchise is probably the i mean you can't say it's the best because i guess that twist works on the first one it's always yeah. hard to say one's better when one relies on a prior film yeah but i mean i i'd probably say the first one is the best one purely because the concept but i like the way it takes out the film like the the, the whole yeah. way that alex kind of breaks down is a very good part yeah. of that film <laughs> But this is the second best to me, and the, yeah, I am because here. it's both enjoyable. It has it has a little bit maybe of the fun of the like oh what's going to happen red herring that happens maybe more in the second than it did in the first yeah. a little bit. But um, yeah, it's got that nice kind of build up with the characters, and it's just and not only that, it gives us new ideas. Yeah, which the best ones did. The third one and fourth one didn't do that. No, not so much. You know, they didn't really. They didn't. They they. You know, the third one in particular was where the the kind of formula got set out for me of yeah. of you know premonition, e exposition, death, death, death. You know, well, we mentioned last time. That's an, that's an example of where they tried to do a twist that they thought was clever and it wasn't clever. No, it, it didn't, didn't work. work. It wasn't thought out. It wasn't there in science. Whereas here we've got a twist that totally is. And it, yeah, and it's a bit. It's just a gut punching one. It you is. Know? You're like shit. Like you're like fuck. <laughs> but it's not just like the previous ones. Like oh, the 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 bus running into them at the end of the fourth one, or the the train track. Like that one works better. The train in the third one. But it's not just they just happen to be. This one is literally they just happen to be back where we began. Yeah, and it's a perfect full circle moment. And then we get to see them die in a very similar way to the way that Alex dies. And like yes. Sam dies very similar to how he died in his. Alex died in his premonition, and there's there's some things like you know Tony Todd saying, "Oh, I've seen." He says in, earlier in the film, "You know, I've seen this before." So yeah. that kind of made me think, like, yeah, there's uh, you know, more is... as well before yeah. that happened. Um, and yeah, that was where we said there was the Tony Todd thing, contra a little bit of a contradiction. It's a contradiction. That, yeah. Like he doesn't say any of that stuff to Alex, to Alex and Clear in the next one. No, but then I yeah. But, but then again, that would have been a weird setup. But, you know. but I think the fact that he says, you know, I've seen this before, kind of made made me when I was watching the first time think, okay, so you know, little reference to the other ones. Yeah. But watching it, you know, where now you know the twist, kind of makes you feel like, like this is just a cycle of things that happen yeah. all the time, you know. And how and I remember we were saying last episode, you know, with uh, with Alex stopping the. Uh, you know the the more from blowing up. How many how many final destination situations did that, kind of did that start for people? You know, and it's a really cool. It's just a really cool idea to think that this has happened before. Yeah. And I think there is, you know, there is potential scope because I mean we know that there's gonna be a sixth one coming up. Yeah, there before, is. Should we yeah, talk about yeah. Nathan before? We yeah, get, let's talk about Nathan. The very final scene. Yeah, Nathan. So well, yeah, they burn, they blow up in the sky, and then we go down to Nathan, who's in the bar with one of the other workers and um 
he's having that, he's looking at the picture, he's having a beer, and the other worker walks up to him and talk about him and like his family, you know. Um, yeah, in a little the bari bar. And uh, the guy says to Nathan, um, well, you know, in a way, this worked out for the best because when they did the autopsy, they found that Roy had Roy had a, a massive aneurysm that would have burst any day now. And, and he's just like, and then we get Nathan there, like, oh shit, any day. And then <laughs> we did nicely see when the plane explodes with with Sam and Molly on it. We see the engine flow fly down just seconds before that. And then it just comes crashing down. And this is actually another very 3D moment because this yeah. is that the hand flies at the screen in the end. Yeah. However, yes, that might seem a bit shocking. If that was the end, that would. But then it kicks into the music, proper wraps up, and we get a 3D play out of all of the main deaths. In the film. Yeah. Every death in the franchise plays out in these as it's kind of moving through and it starts counting down from five, four, yeah. three, two, finally ends with the last montage of like pretty much every death we've had in the franchise with an ACDC track going. Yeah. Can't remember, it's not Highway to Hell. I can't, I can't remember what it was. What it is. Um, but yeah, we get all of that nice like build up and then, yeah, and then it kind of finally gets down to one. And then I think, we, I feel like we might get a Tony Todd saying, you be, you be careful now. And then, and then it just says final destination. Yeah, it's which a, it feels like an ending. Yeah, it feels like it. Wraps and as we said, the the final destination did a very similar kind of montage at the end of their last one with scenes from the film. Yeah. But again, it's just it's very similar, very similar ending. It just doesn't hit but this one just does it? this one just works better. And again, these films they they'd converted them into three D. Again, if you've watched the two. This one worked in 3D. The conversion, some of those dev actually suddenly converted them really well. Yeah. And the fourth one, I don't remember it working at all. So it is those changes. Um, and I think you can tell we didn't, I don't have many major problems with this film. No, or me. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's contradictions. Yeah, there's contradictions. I'm sure there's a million plot holes, things that they're all like, oh, that doesn't link up though, because in this film they did that. Yeah. yeah. But, for a fifth in the franchise, it's good. It's, it's well nice. made. Yeah. It's better made probably than majority of them, to be honest. Um, it's you know, it's well written. It brings something fresh to the franchise, which I feel like possible they could still expand on that. So yeah, definitely. As we're talking about going on to the six, it's definitely an idea that I hope they don't completely abandon it, or even if they don't bring it into a third, if they seven plan on doing several more. I hope they don't completely abandon it or bring that idea back in another one because I think it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, it's definitely interesting perspective. Um, to bring a little bit of slasher into this a slasher on slasher. Yeah. Um, and what, well, I don't know what else to say about the fifth one except, yeah, I don't know if you've got anything to add on the fifth. No, I mean, I think if it does kind of end the series on an actual positive note, you know, as it as it is, so like you said, it's a well produced. It's a relatively well written, and it's just a fun film. You know? It is the yeah. fourth one. Just did just lacks any for me lacks any kind of fun to it. No. You know, it feels it. It just it feels, feels sloppy cheap. and cheap. And whereas this one kind of, if if they weren't making another one and this was the end of it, then I'd be really pleased because it does come full circle. The yeah. ending is that. I mean, if, I think the it felt like yeah. an ending. It's almost what made me not want too much. I, that's what I've not been too. Like, oh, I definitely want another one purely because I was actually very happy with this as an end. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, in the way I'd watch it, you know, if I was really watch it, as I said, I'd probably watch one, two, and five. Yeah. Possibly three. 
definitely not four. Yeah, I don't. I won't sit through four. Like if I have to again, to be honest. Yeah, no. Like I don't. I don't need to. Do, I've seen that now enough times. I watched this like about three different times while we've been starting this. It's enough time of that film for anyone. That's enough yes. hours wasted, and it's a very short amount of hours. It is a short amount of hours. But this one, uh, this one's about ninety-two minutes. I think it doesn't, it, it feel doesn't feel anywhere near. Long. Whereas the last one did feel rushed. This Whereas, doesn't feel rushed, and it doesn't feel as if it's dragging either. No, I think they've got a good balance on it because. I think for a film like this, you you can't have it being too short, despite you know the 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 premise being very you know you can sum it up like in one the, note, like one it's note. the same, it's yeah. repeated. Um, you can't. I don't think you couldn't stretch a film like this to two hours. It would no, feel far. No, too you long. definitely couldn't. It needs to be about this size. And, yeah, but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what made this one feel fresh was the fact that we had extra little twists and turns yeah. that worked that suddenly made us go, oh, you know what? Like on by the time we'd got to the fourth one, basically we knew where one of these would be. Oh, right, we're gonna get to some climatic big thing where a couple of more people are gonna die and somehow they're gonna do something to just escape death. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that they didn't do that, but they brought in a lot more to it to make it feel like it wasn't the exact same formula for the end. Because one thing that these Final Destination films have always, some of them, I think a, a problem that I've sometimes had is that they haven't stuck the landing of the film. It sometimes feels a bit messy. Yeah. Even in the be- some of the better ones like Final Destination 2, you know, um, even you know, they always felt a little bit like a film of how do we end this? How do we end a yeah. film where basically it feels like everyone's going to die? Like, how do you do that in a satisfying way? And it is hard. And this is one of the only ones where I felt satisfied at the end. The first one and this one, the only ones I think I really, I get to the end and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty, I was satisfied with how that kind of came to a conclusion. Yeah. I'm a little bit with the second one because it's the only one where people actually live. See, I'm more with the third (laughs) one than I am with the second one. Yeah. Well, I I mean, there's parts of it, but it's just more the ending. Yes, it's a bit convoluted, but the second one has a kind of, uh, I just like the fact that it's not a doom and gloom ending. Like and we really, never the kid really dies, but <laughs> well, the kid dies, yeah, in a kind of little comic-y tongue-in-cheek kind of moment. But yeah. the main characters don't die for no reason. Oh, we have to. Is we've got to wrap this up quickly. Okay. Oh god. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay, so it ended two minutes. Um, we didn't realize there was a time on this, so no, we uh, didn't. Um, okay, then, yeah, so. right. Well, that was Final Destination 5. <laughs> Suddenly, ended. uh, we've got to that Final Destination 6 will be uh interesting, um, but we're gonna have to close this early because yeah. we didn't realize. So, this was part of a live stream, and this is how we're gonna have to bring it to a close. Yeah, so, so find us on our usual socials, yeah. uh, at CMTH Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, hit the subscribe button so you can get future episodes and um, leave us a review feedback always helps us and can help us see more people i think we wrapped that up pretty well yeah let's get out of it we're done <laughs> find us station five